3: The the party. Let's get got the of Jimmy.
4: celebrity. will take you out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star, Jimmy Star, Star show with Star. Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and enter- entertainment. Up, entertainment. Oof, lost my breath on that one. What's up? It's so hot. I can't even stand it. But what's up, everybody? We hope everybody's having a good day before we get started. <laughs> Let me first introduce and say hello to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, everyone.
5: If I had tits, I could tell you I'm roasting my tits off. But I don't have tits, so I'm going to have to tell you I'm roasting my balls off. It is friggin' hot. (laughs) We had two gorgeous days of like Palm Springs February weather here. It was 82 and sunny and dry. It was gorgeous.
4: Without the humidity.
5: With zero humidity. And then it came back to punish us.
4: Absolutely. And
5: now the humidity came flying in. I was out in the garden washing down the patio furniture, and I was washing the, the the bricks underneath the barbecue where the pigs that I live with, no one put tin foil inside the barbecue, so all the disgusting fat from the animals they eat fell down on the floor. And it made it, you know, like disgusting black, so I had to scrub that. You know, I don't need to do these things. In <laughs> in, in hot, humid heat. Sweating. I mean, look, look at my hair. I've got a bad hair day. I, I mean, look, look like fabulous. a wild man. I look like the, the wild man of Borneo. <laughs> Jimmy
4: McCray says it's heating up in St. Louis, which we'll say hi to him in a second. First, got to say hello to the man behind well, the boards, hang on Mr. Chad minute, Murphy. I'm finish
5: with my complaint. I know, but you're supposed they to complain said, after we
4: introduced everybody. But wait a
5: minute. They said by... <laughs> shut the hell up. They said by the weekend it's going to go back to the hundred and whatevers with the 80, 90 humidity. I mean... And they talk about Palm Springs being hot. Get over it. There's
4: no humidity. What's up, Chad? The man behind the boards. How you doing, Chad? Oh, it's freezing down here. You should come down
6: and visit.
2: Yeah, freezing. Right.
4: It's it's like how 60 hot is cold. it?
6: 62 with no humidity. It's nice.
4: Yeah,
5: right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we
6: yep. wish. It's hot all over, people. Just deal with it.
5: No, you know, but it's just like they say there's no global warming.
6: There's there could be.
5: And what is it? Then what is it? I mean, I remember when I was, like, 20, you know, a couple of years ago, the the weather was gorgeous. I mean, Yeah, it does seem to get high. hotter.
6: And if you do look at the records, we are getting hotter. So, And there's no uh, smokestack that we can just shoot it out into space. So you might have a point on global warming.
5: But we're we're, we're doing 105s and 110s in the Northeast. That's unheard yeah, of. Yeah, it's
4: a little weird. It's very It's weird. hot. Anyway, anyway, we got a chat room full of people. What's up, chat room? Chat room. If you guys want to see us in the... Uh, in our studio, you can hit the ITV button at the top of the W4CY website page, and if you uh, hit listen now, you can join the chat room. I want to give a shout out. What's up? Drew King is in the chat room. Dave Hughes from the UK. Hello, Dave. Oh. We've got, uh, got the fabulous goddess. Goddess. Gorgeous, wonderful goddess. We've got Jimmy McCrary from the AquariusView.com. All the best in indie indie news indie all the different industries. Check it out at the Aquarius View theaquariusview dot com or follow Jimmy himself on Twitter Jimmy McCravy with a number one after it. We've also got uh, Iris Ginger. Hello, Iris Ginger from the uh, Iris Ginger Show. Mondays at three p.m. on w 4 cycom dot com. And we've got a great show for you guys today. going to be a lot of fun. We've got Deborah Foreman. You guys know her from lots of stuff. But specifically, my, one of my all-time favorites is Valley Girl. And uh, she's hot. She's gorgeous. She's wonderful. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we've got the super talented Mr. Patrick Fabian coming on. And you guys know him from the award-winning show Better Call Saul. It's going to be a lot of fun. So... Before we get going with all of that, I hope everybody's uh, in a good place and I hope you guys are cooler than we are. Well,
5: I have to say this before we start the show. Um, If there is a God, which who knows, there is, please go to Italy and help those people who are still under the rubble, who can't get out and some can't hardly breathe and they're crying and screaming for help can be nothing worse than to be held down by stone in this situation. I I can't. I I mean, I I have so many friends in Italy and relatives and stuff. Luckily, they're all in the north of Italy. I'm just, um, my heart goes out, and whatever divine providences there are and whatever wonderful forces there are from witches to devils to gods to saints, if there is any kind of that kind of energy, it should go to Italy because it's too beautiful of a country to be um, shaken Absolutely. and destroyed by an earthquake. Absolutely. So my heart blessings go out to... There you go. Okay. Nice upsets
4: friend. me. Absolutely. Nice All lives
5: matter. That's right. All <laughs> lives matter. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: So we got a, a cool gift in the mail, you guys. If you guys remember, two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, we had uh, the star of Guiding Light, Tina Sloan, on. Uh, we had a really good interview with us. We loved she her. She has a book that's out. It's called Changing Shoes. I'm showing everybody the cover here. And uh, she sent it to us, and it's called Getting Older, Not Old, with Style, Humor, and Grace. Nice. Is a really nice book, and she wrote something really nice on the inside. It says... For Jimmy and Ron, what fun you both are. Love, Tina Sloan, and it's an autographed copy of her book. So you guys should get the the book. book. You guys should get the book.
5: He read it incorrectly, everyone. Okay. (laughs) It said, for Ron, what fun you
4: are. Love, Tina
5: Sloan.
6: (laughs) Short and sweet, yeah.
4: He
5: just put his name in there because he
4: felt left out. Come on, Jim. That's that's right. So you guys get the book. It's really nice, and follow Tina Sloan on Twitter, at Tina Sloan. There you go. I had to bring that in there. And yes, you guys... Uh, now, listen,
5: Jimmy, do me a favor. Okay. The next time you burn flesh and eat it on the barbecue, please put tin foil at the very bottom so all of the, the fat and the grease... Why don't you grease. just
4: put the tinfoil in it now and then it's already there? Because what do I look like to you?
5: <laughs> I mean, you don't even pay me. So, like, forget about it. You
4: know. <gasps>
5: My God, he wants me to do everything.
4: Oh, yes. Yes, everything. <laughs>
5: No, you do your share of good. I never said you didn't. You? I
4: know. I didn't say I know you didn't.
5: You do your share of good. You walk the dogs, runs to the supermarket sometimes when we're out of stuff.
4: Um, they talking about when we had the open house. I like did all kinds of stuff every time right. we have an open house. Yeah, I did too. I but did. he leaves the toilet seat open,
5: and Brandy Star I loves love to drink me. from the toilet, which flips me out because I love to kiss Brandy Star. But she has, you know, she's all hair. She has a beard, and her beard gets wet from the toilet bowl. And then you go to kiss her. You're kissing. No, I don't. And even care, when she <laughs>
4: drinks out of the water bowl, she gets wet. So
5: I don't mind the water bowl. That's clean, fresh water. But a <laughs>
4: toilet bowl, I
5: don't want to kiss. What comes out of an ass or a dick <laughs> when I kiss my dog? Oh, it's disgusting. Okay, I That's got That's my complaint. Oiled barbecue, lid on the toilet seat.
4: So also, you guys. Don't you agree, folks? For two more two more Fridays. Ron and I, we went on Friday night to the Triad Theater in New York. We saw Happy 50-ish with last week's guest, Lynn Shore and Owen Johnston. And we had a really, really good time. As, we as met always. A, we met a lot of really Fun, soon to be on the show, like Broadway superstars that are stars of like all the biggest shows on Broadway. We had a really, really good time. The show was even better the second time than the first time.
5: And we met, and I won't give you her name, only because I'm going to say what she said to me as she left the theater. Uh, She's fabulous. She's a multi-talented star of Broadway. She's been in everything. I mean, what has she been in, Jim?
4: Um, She was in everything.
5: Everything, Miss Saigon, this uh, thing. You name it. it. She's like, name in it. all the she's main shows. Anyway, we yeah. fell in love, the three of us, Jimmy, she and I. And we hung out and we had the best time. We drank and we laughed. And I really enjoyed her company. And she's very sweet and very sophisticated. And I was very sophisticated, too, believe it or not. I kept my mouth clean because I figured, you know, Broadway star, you can't be trashy. Always Ron. And when she was leaving, we were still in the theater. I said, we're going to a party around the corner. One of uh, Lynn's friends is doing a, an after-theater party. Won't you come with us? Please come with us. She said, oh, no, no, no. She said, I can't. I said, why? Stay with us. She said, no, no, I have to go home and fuck my husband. <laughs> 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 after all night long of keeping my fucks to myself, I mean, which was, I was suffering. <laughs> And I went hysterical. I said, oh, my God, I didn't expect that from you. She said, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> she's adorable. She's fabulous. I love her. She's fabulous. If I, get her, if I get permission from her to use her name, I'll then tell you who she is. But she's wonderful and a, a very talented uh, Broadway star.
4: Absolutely. So we had a really, really good time, and the show's playing at the Triad Theater two more times. You guys, it's uh, this Friday night and next Friday night. Again, the name of the show is Happy 50-ish. And you can go um, get tickets. You can go to happy50ishmusical.com, I think is what it is. Is that right? And yeah, I, happy50ishmusical.com. And you can use the code Jimmy, and you'll get 50% off the ticket.
5: If you use the code Ron, you get 60% off.
4: No, you don't. You don't get anything because it's it have to be Jimmy. Shut up. <laughs>
5: <laughs> anyway, he added new stuff to the musical, and it's a riot. He also flattered me by using a joke that I created a long time ago, when I said, I don't know how to you know, use twatter, which is Twitter, of course, being cute. And there it was in the musical. He said, "Oh, da 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 whatever it was. And I don't know how to twat or twit or something. So I thought, you know, when they steal something, it's flattery. But with Lin, it's okay. He can have that joke. That joke went out like wildfire. Everybody started doing twatting instead of twitting. Volga is what the world is
4: made of no it was fabulous so we had a really good time and we enjoyed it and uh, we've got a busy social agenda this weekend friday night we're going to go see the sharon Lea band. you guys can see him on friday at the hard rock cafe in philly we're going to be there and saturday night we're going to be at the wells fargo center for the freestyle explosion, all the biggest freestyle acts from like the 80s and early 90s. And uh, it's getting headlined by Expose, of which we had Joya Bruna on last week. And we love Expose and all the other bands that are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, if you're in the Philly area, get tickets and go. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be Stevie B, Lisa Lisa, Lisa Lil Susie, Cover Girls, Jody Watley, Sarah, Connie, Stacey Q, Noelle. A lot of great, great performers. And it's going to be a fun, fun night. So... Hopefully, uh, you guys will go and see it. We'll be talking about it next week and,
5: on and, the show. and if it means anything to you or if it's a big deal, you'll meet Jimmy and I. Whoa, how exciting is that? Anyway, we'll
4: be nice it's to very you. Very exciting.
5: We will be very nice to you also.
4: Absolutely. We
5: may even video you a little bit.
4: Yeah. Y- and we- show
5: you on the show so you go out to millions of people. How do you like that? That's right. I'm weird today. Today I feel crazy. Why do I, f- I feel like I'm on drugs and I'm not. Jimmy, do you think I should take some drugs to straight? No. No? No,
4: no Goddess is saying how funny that we listen to freestyle. God, I mean, Goddess, that was like my music. Of, of the, when I was out clubbing in the 80s, when I got out of high school and college, that was all we listened to back in that time period. So, like, it was awesome. And we've had a bunch – uh, not a bunch. We've had a few really great freestyle artists on the show.
5: How things change. In my time, freestyle was – originally we danced holding each other it was called the lindy you threw the girl out you spun her around you pulled her back you know that jitterbuggish kind of thing and then freestyle dancing came in which was motown and all their great sounds and we broke away from each other and we danced facing each other and i can remember how i love that because i'm a dancer and the guys that didn't know how to dance, f- freestyle or solo, hated it because they only knew how to grab the girl and look stupid. They used to go, you know, go forward two steps back, two steps like stiff boards. Now it gave this tutti fruity, the opportunity to freestyle
4: which he loves it you should, every time we go anywhere and he he, he, hears jump music, in he the, starts breaking out and dance oh i
5: jump in the air and i do three spins come down with a split i mean i go berserk at my age i go berserk so freestyle to me means you don't hold the partner you dance separately now isn't that little bit of information just wonderful didn't you just love it could you have lived without it no oh. well it was interesting for yeah. some people
4: you have to like go I all like the way. Your
5: shirt with this, the the black stars on the red background me
4: too i like it you guys like my shirt
5: you know we look like a flag. F- 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 that's a flip f-l-a-g <laughs> f- not f-a-g we look like that too but we look like a f- the american flag. Very patriotic i have nice. the stripes and you have the stars Stars and stripes. Stars and stripes forever. Stars, Stars and stripes forever. Chad, how was
6: your weekend? Did Not well. We played a few gigs and had one day off, but uh yeah, it was it was hot out there. You know, I think uh Sunday down here was probably the hottest day I have felt. Somebody posted something like one eleven or the feels like one eleven, but uh yeah, what we played out Go Oh ahead. god. What's that?
5: Said, with, with your humidity, humidity, 111 is like more well, like 230. <laughs> right. How do you live with that? I hate this weather, this humid hot shit.
6: Well, we just kind of counteract act it sometimes with tequila. usually works.
5: No, no. Yeah. no, no. no I, I do it with a, with a, no, I won't say Garden that. hose? No, I, I put ice cubes in my mouth and I walk around with ice cubes that's, in my that's mouth. That's going to look weird. Well, no, but it refrigerates my tongue, which in turn refrigerates my throat, which in turn refrigerates my intestines, which <laughs> in, which refrigerates my wang. Oh. I see. When my uh, wang is cool, everything is cool.
6: Chilling it from top to midsection. Got it.
5: I mean if, if your bird is burning, you know, it's you're hot all over. Sweat nuts sweaty nuts ain't no fun. Roger but anyway, that. I can't wait till we sell this friggin' house. The market is so bad now, folks.
6: You got any biters?
5: Well, we have a lot of people coming, but they have the weirdest reasons. Like the people that came that I really wanted to buy the house, he wanted a jacuzzi outside on the bricks. Uh, and it's not in the, the constitution of this joint we live in, you know, brutal. whatever the uh, laws are.
6: No jacuzzis? These,
2: yeah, come- a
5: these, these kamikaze people, they call them.
2: Uh, uh,
5: and then another one was a couple that came. Why they came, I don't know. They loved everything, but they thought it was too far from where they worked. And I wanted to say stupid. Didn't you know where your realtor was taking you? <laughs> I mean, if they took me to Florida, I'd say this is too far from my work. If they suggested, like, would you like to see a house in Alabama? I'd, no, it's too far from my work. So these two morons came. But the kid that didn't shut up. The kid opened cabinets. It was it Oh, the mother didn't do a thing. I wanted to smack that kid. You think Trump was bad? You should have seen me. I was on fire. You know, lady, hold your fucking kid. This is my home. It can't be opening. He's trying to get into a ca- ca- and the funny thing is the couple was Asian and the cabinet is my upstairs foyer beautiful black and and jade cabinet and I never keep anything inside of it. So, so Chad.
4: Yes sir. We're going to call Deborah now. All right. The I'll do that for you. Right
5: the kid was trying to get in the cabinet. I think he thought it was a portal back to China. <laughs> and he figured <laughs> if he jumped in the a- the oriental cabinet he would be back in
4: so everybody, we're getting ready to call our first guest. Her name's Deborah Foreman, and uh, she sent me a message just now saying that she's there. So, oh look, hi works. baby, there
5: she is. Well, see, she's smart. She's got a hat on. I should
4: have put no, a hat on. that was her on. picture on her thing. There she is. Oh,
5: there she is. Hey,
1: hey, hello.
4: Debra. Hi. I'm not now. Hello, Jenny Star. You're not moving though. That's just—is it supposed you to stay? No, I'm supposed to be moving. Can you see me? I I can see you moving, and I'm moving.
1: No, I can't see you moving. I see me
4: moving. I see a little box of me down. Did you hit the little video that says, is there a button that says video? Say accept. Aye! Okay.
1: There you go.
4: (laughs) Hi. So, we're going to do some introductions, like uh, like a new introduction, like the beginning of our television show. So, we're going to introduce you now, and now that we know that you're on and we can see you. I love the picture in the background. It's beautiful. Um, right, so here we go. One, two, three. Hello, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show the fabulously talented and super gorgeous Deborah Foreman. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. So before we get started, let me introduce you to, first to my super cool, outrageous Man About Town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. He lies a lot. <laughs> you sound like a
5: little girl. You're so sweet.
1: Uh, I sound like a little... That's not... Okay, so let me be using my deeper voice now.
5: No, <laughs> no, you sound like a girl. If I didn't see you, I would think you were a girl.
4: She is
1: a girl. I am a girl. She's
5: a young lady. I well, said... Meaning me, uh, me, me like you know my... Like 10 old. Oh, no. Listen to her. Listen, I bet you she could do baby snooks. Listen to her. Not maybe, that anybody knows who baby snooks is. Maybe
1: because you know my age of 53, so you're assuming I should act
5: Aren't like a 53-year-old. How old are you? I'm
1: 53.
5: Go away. Okay,
1: goodbye. <laughs> you know, it's fun to do Skype. You kind of can uh, do You can play, can't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, doggy. Give me know. the name of your
5: equipment, your camera equipment.
4: Yeah, he, he wants to know what kind of camera equipment you have that makes you look so fabulous so he can have it, I mean, too. <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: no, I don't have It's just my laptop. Bing. <laughs>
5: You're going. so you're so girl like. I am fascinated by her already. Okay. She's girl like. She's not like old womanish.
4: That's that's good. Oh, I don't usually bring old womanish people on
5: the show. No, but some some women at 50 are old women, you know. that. look at I'm 76. Some men oh, no. at... Oh, ah. sure. I'm another one like you. Some yes. people at 76 are horrible. <laughs> you no, know, they they're just like old. You're amazing. I love Okay, I love hold on. We have to like
4: introduce you. you around. Okay, first we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy.
6: Deborah is amazing. Welcome to the show.
4: Jim, hello, I, uh, hello. Good to have you. It. You can't see him. He's not on camera. We're, you can just hear him. He's yeah. like behind the scenes. And then we have uh, we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. <laughs> I, I want you to know, too, because like I, I have a lot of people on t- Twitter that follow me, and Uh, When we did the promo that you were coming on the show, I'm not kidding you, because we have, you know, everybody who comes on the show has a pretty great resume, just like you do. But never have I ever gotten so many tweets and people like private messaging me. Oh my God, I can't believe you have Deborah Foreman. She's like so hot. Like she was my favorite when in the '80s, she was like the hottest girl on the planet, and and all this stuff. She's still hot. I know she's still hot, (laughs) but like. (laughs) You have some fan base, I have to tell you, because, like, never do I get that, you know. We've had a lot – we have a lot of, you know, pretty popular people, but never do I get, like, the fact that they were popular and, like, the hottest thing, like, ever. So I even got emails like, oh, my gosh, like, what does she look like now? And I was like, you know, I just look at her online, Google her. You can see what she looks like. She was gorgeous then. She's gorgeous now. What are you asking me for? Like, people are crazy. But you have, like, (laughs) crazy, like, supportive fans who really love everything that you've done. See, I – Sweet. I write articles
5: about people like you and I, because I firmly my dearest friend Perry Winkler just turned 95, and she wears fishnut stockings and high heels and short skirts and does not look stupid or ridiculous, or like Norma Desmond. She looks 50. This woman has jeans and she's gorgeous. Now, I tell people, the reason and the, or the how is think positive. This woman doesn't have one negative thought in her body. She eats well, she rests well, she exercises, and she's never been in a hospital had a surgery except for two children. And it's amazing. So look at you, look at me. We 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 are really phenomenal people.
4: Um, and I she doesn't did, include me in that cuz I look
5: old for my age. <laughs> no, J- Jimmy Jimmy's still young. Jimmy's only 51. And men don't it. Men <laughs> don't show She's only show
4: 53. It.
5: Yeah, women go faster than men, Jim. Oh, do they? Yes, most certainly. Do you certainly. think women
4: go faster than men?
5: Absolutely.
4: Age faster? Yes,
5: yes absolutely.
1: Hmm. I think it depends on if you've been, <laughs> this is going to sound really crazy, but if you've raised kids and and got married and you did everything that like you were supposed to do in your 30s and 40s, I think you do age faster. I'm a late bloomer, so I even though I did stuff in my 20s, I still feel that... I've got so much more to do, but I didn't do those things, I didn't get married, I didn't have kids, I didn't have like that that one career that I had to like put my head, wrap my brain around, i had many, I've done a lot of things in my life so far, and there's more to come, there's <laughs> just way more to
5: come. Well, that's what counts, it's the joie de vivre, that's what keeps us going, look at me, 76, I'm still working, it's retarded. Uh-huh. I mean,
1: curiosity, in- it's curiosity, you still want to learn, there's just a happy, you know, I, I think Goldie Hawn went on uh, some shows at one time, and she said people are born with a happy gene. I think I was, and uh, my mom and I discussed it, too, because she, she was taught, because, you know, a lot's been going on in my life recently, about the 80s in the sand, and this, this sort of resurgence of 80s, and I was talking to her recently, and she said, even as a child, I was super positive, so it's just, it was already, it's already, it's in me. I don't have to, like, you know, pull it out, and I become that. It's, it, it's in my DNA.
5: Did you ever have in your lifetime a doubt about anything? I never did.
1: No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, life. I mean, if I said right now I was going to become a brain surgeon, I mean, it, there'd be a little, you know, challenging to it. But no, nothing. nothing uh, everybody's no's are my yeses.
5: When I, when I was in my 50s, my mother used to say to me, Ronnie, when are you going to grow up? You're so stupid. You act like a kid. What's wrong with you? And I'd say, look at you. You did cartwheels down the street last year to show people you could still do cartwheels, and you're 70. You know, she right. was telling me I was stupid. Meanwhile, my mother, you know, if I had a party, my mother would come to the party. She'd say, put on the dance of the seven veils, and my mother would do Vilma Banke from the silent movies. <laughs> my mother was an actress. And she would do the dance at the seven veils for my friends. I mean she was crazier than anybody. Right. So it's what it's what yeah, it's what the mind tells you. Mm-hmm. I don't know age. No, I don't, neither. I don't know wrinkles. And I don't you know don't look
4: either. like you know age because you look absolutely gorgeous. Now you said
5: you were never married or you were married, no kids.
1: No, never married, no kids. Good I mean you. yes, relationships, yes, but just never Yeah, yeah.
5: You know. Like my like my daughters, they don't want to get married. My daughters just want boyfriends, travel, good times, and parties. And both of them are in the business, so they really—they don't they <laughs> have a call to have a baby. They never really had a calling to be a mother, no. not, and they're not selfish. They just don't have the calling.
4: So we, so we have to talk a little bit about a couple of things that are like oh, we're going to keep her me. on a long time. I know. I, I like- I know we're <laughs> going to keep
5: her on. First of okay. You're not doing a 10-minute interview. Here's something that I learned like
4: today, her. though, that I didn't know. So She's I Googled so you just to, like to find different things that, and to see how many things I didn't know about you, which a lot of the things I do know about you because I've seen all your films just about um, – And and I even went to your 80s on the Sand, which we'll give a plug for that later on. And you can tell people how to find out go to that and all that kind of stuff in your web business and your jewelry business. We'll cover all of that, too, after we talk your entertainment business. But I did not know, like, there's this list, and you were in, I guess you were in, it's on IMDb, and it's the 100 greatest teen stars. And it's like the 100 greatest, it's like the who's who of, like, the 100 greatest teen stars, like, in the history of film. And you're one of them. Oh,
1: wow, that's sweet. I didn't know that.
4: And I was like, oh, my God. And there's, like, Tom Cruise is on there. And, like, I mean, like, like, it's a who's who of, like, Shirley Temple. I mean, it's like a who's who of, like, people. And, like, you're on this list. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. I went down the whole list. And, like, everybody in it, like, it, it, especially from the 80s. Like, it, there's not a single person you don't really, really know. No, Drew Barrymore. I mean, it's, like, all these, like, you know, great people. And so I didn't know that. So sure. Num- we want to say congratulations about that, and then number two, we have to talk about Valley Girl a little. I'm sure you probably get tired of it, but Valley Girl was such a dope movie. He doesn't really like Nicolas Cage that much, but I love no, don't that. <laughs> don't say that. Uh, I
5: don't mind Nicolas Cage. I just don't think he's an actor. I I find it he's very stressful when I watch him work. He feels uh, to me it's like he's straining himself to do what he does, unlike. George Clooney or other actors She's worked with him too Where it's natural You know Nicholas always looks like He's intense about well,
4: I'm anything a, I'm, a, I'm an 80s kid You know I graduated high school in 82 And college in 86 And, and Valley Girl was such a like Iconic movie You know That's like our generation My generation movie That and like well, 16 Candles and like Breakfast Club and stuff like that. But Valley Girl is such an impactful movie. We actually had E.G. Daly on a couple of – I guess she goes by Elizabeth Daly now. E.G. Daly on a couple of weeks ago, and, um, and she was fabulous. Like she was such a great guest on the show. It got, it got like, I don't know, almost two million plays, and uh, she was super fabulous. And, and so just tell us something. Maybe tell us something that we don't know. First of all, did you have fun doing Valley Girl? And then tell us something maybe that nobody knows about it.
1: Huh. Nobody knows about it. I don't know. It's been sort of uh, dissected a lot. So I don't know if, it, if I can share anything that would be brand new to it. I did have fun. You know, we came together as artists, and we had... Uh, our intention was to do real, authentic work and, and be as genuine as we possibly could. And we rehearsed and... Um, And, you know, there wasn't a lot of time to have for shenanigans on the set. We we were working from the moment.
0: Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better.
7: whatever your stage businesses that grow grow with shopify sign
1: up for your one dollar a month trial at shopify.com slash listen we step on set until there was a wrap at night you know there was no time at all ever (laughs) you know we went from one location to the next we shot the couple scenes or whatever only had a couple takes per scene so it was it was a fast-paced moving machine no time to think about anything. So if you had second thoughts, there was no time to have
4: that. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you actually, like, did it, did you guys know going into it that it was going to become kind of like this like iconic cult film that you'll be watching, you know, here's, like, 30 years later or 40, almost 30, yeah, 80, 90, like, almost 40 years later. <laughs>
1: uh, Thirty. It was 30-year anniversary a couple of years ago, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I had no idea. You don't have that idea going in. I think you have an idea of if it's a special script, if it sort of resonates with you and you feel passionate about it, yeah. But as a, as to, f- to know what its future is going to happen, no. No, because think about all the elements that have to come into play.
2: All, oh, the pieces,
1: all the pieces that have to go into position for it to even, you know, stay around as this long. So a lot of things have gone into position for this to happen. And no, you can't. can't even hire people to do that. <laughs>
4: Okay, then. so then you make the movie, and all of a sudden, I mean, you were always beautiful, but that, now you're probably, like, getting recognized on the street. Like, how was that, like, I'm sure, like, you had little boys and probably little girls. I don't know, you could add like, little girls, but for sure you have little boys chasing you, like, everywhere, and young, young adult men and, like, men in their 20s and stuff. How was that becoming, like, an overnight, like, sex symbol, you know, in the 80s? No, in the 80s, we
1: did not have Internet, so... That wasn't happening. I think now when people, when that happens to people now, they, you know, you have the internet, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have Instagram, you have Tumblr, you have all those social mediums. So back then all you had, you didn't even have cell phones then. Remember? We just had just, you know, the phone phones. Oh,
4: that's right. I guess the.
1: (laughs) And it was was a big deal that it was a dial at one point. Remember, it was touch tone and then it was. was Yeah. When that happened. So, no, I mean, I would hear about it. Maybe if my agent caught wind of something in a, in a meeting or maybe someone had called up to the phone or, no. So I was not privy to information like that. It was not around me.
5: But I bet when you worked with my buddy, Tony Curtis, it was totally different. Oh. Because I love Tony. He's my favorite, favorite celebrity.
1: What a lovely, char-
5: and I miss him. I miss him.
4: Raron used to have a television show called Set the Record Straight. It was on Time Warner Cable in California where he interviewed, like, all the legends of Hollywood. And Tony Curtis was one of his friends and someone that he interviewed. Plus, everywhere we go, people always tell him he looks like Tony Curtis. He doesn't which, have his hair done that way today. but which,
5: wait, No, my hair's... Wild, which <laughs> is very flattering. I've had it all my life. My voice, husky voice and my New York
4: accent. Tony yeah. Curtis was... I love him so And much. he must have loved you because he was oh, like all yeah. about the woman. And yeah, there's no seriousness.
5: <laughs> when you work
1: when you work on a
5: film with Tony, you're not going to get a, a quiet set. <laughs>
1: you know, I came on set and I visited the day he was shooting us. I kind of think it was this, a theater some kind of a theater shot. I just came in and said hello, and I got to meet him. And that was it. I didn't have any Oh, movie. you didn't know him? What no, I didn't get to know I know him. But I, got to, I got, did get to meet him, and he's extremely charming. <laughs> yes.
4: Sure. Do you remember that? He's crazy yeah. and funny. That was, wait, wait, we should tell him. That was Lobster, Lobster Man from Mars, right?
1: Lobster Man from Mars, yes.
4: Mm-hmm. That was one of his <laughs>
1: epic <ones I> did.
4: <laughs> Talking to him about that film. It came out in
5: the 80s. Yeah, but yes. you know, you couldn't possibly uh, get Tony to talk about anything long enough. Tony would just go on and on and go from one subject to another subject with all humor. He was the original stand-up comic. He had that wonderful uh, New York Jewish humor, which only Jewish people from New York have. Nobody else has it. You can't be from <laughs> Jersey or Chicago. You got to be from the Bronx or the Brook or Brooklyn, like where I'm from. He had, no matter what you said, he came back with a sentence that was hilarious. I mean, I loved the man. Loved him. Uh, we were supposed to do a big, big interview. And he said, Ron, I'm going to London to do the book review because he had just written a book. And he fell ill in, in in England. And then I was going to Vegas. I spoke with his wife. And I was going to go to Vegas to see him. But he passed away. And it was a great loss because I never got the stories that Tony Curtis had on film. Oh. It would have been a documentary. I mean, what he said about Marilyn Monroe and all the stuff, you
4: could, I, I laugh in retrospect thinking back. So, so, so with you, because you've, had, you've worked with a lot of great people and... Yeah. I haven't looked on IMDb. You have a film that says you're rumored to be in. I don't know if you can tell us if you're in it or not, but it's got a lot of people that have been on our show before. I forgot the name of it now. I didn't write it down since it said rumored. But anyway, you should check your IMDb and see if you're actually going to be in the film that you're rumored to be in.
1: Yeah, I am. It's called Survivor. Yes, okay. It's, yeah. got, it's got fun it's a- people. It's a uh, it's all the final girls that were final girls from the eighties until ni- now, pretty much. So it's going to be a horror film, but it's going to be all the like myself and I think you saw the other ladies enlisted. Uh, a script is in the works. William Butler is behind it, who's a wonderful man, and um, we'll see what happens. I- oh. I'm rumored, and that's all it is right now, is a rumor.
4: Okay, well, so because I'm a big hor- how do you say horror horror horror. Okay, I'm a big horror, horror movie fan. fan. I'm um, a huge horror fan, and you are like a horror icon because you've got some of the, like coolest horror movies. I want to just anybody who doesn't like know what she's been in. You've got Waxwork, you've got April Fool's Day, which is like I mean that's like a, such a classic. You can't even. It's our,
1: it's our 30 year uh, anniversary this year.
4: Oh, that's awesome! And then you have got Grizzly too, which uh, those Grizzly movies actually were not very good. But just the fact that you were in one is like it's cool that now looking back on it, and when you did it, it was probably good. But when it came out, it might have been more like one of those movies that wasn't as good as your, all your other ones?
1: <laughs> I don't think it was released. We went to Budapest and we shot it with John Reese davies and Stephen Wood and Deborah Raffin. Remember Deborah Raffin? Yep. Um, <laughs> and we shot it there. I was there for two months and it was they never got anything. Good. Oh,
4: you know, it's been bootleg then because I've actually – I saw it. So I've seen the bootleg copy, which I don't know if it has everything good in it or not. But then you also did Real Genius, My Chauffeur, which are not horror movies. My Chauffeur, by the way, is such a fabulous movie. And I love the fact that you're like in a movie with Sam Jones. I've been tweeting with trying <laughs> to get him on the show. I've been tweeting with him trying to get him on the show. I love Sam Jones. I love him The too. fact that he was in the Ted movies I thought was hilarious. Right. And um, so that's a really cool one. So out of all your bodies of work – Do you have uh, certain ones that you thought were the most, either the most fun, or you liked them the most, or you know something of that vein? Because you've been in so many great ones.
1: I think uh, the you just mentioned it. My chauffeur is my favorite because Sam Jones is just a lovely man. I had so much fun with him, and and there was also because we had such great chemistry and connection. um, We were both able to just let it go at night and then come back and and be that same sort of magical couple. We didn't hang on to it, so it was a. I felt free with him. I felt super free that I can love him madly and, and know that it was just acting. <laughs> it was. He had a really neat thing about him. I loved him, and also I'm still friends with Steven Wolf, who was our line producer on that. And um, so some good some good relationships came out of that film. That I really love those people. And
5: did you, everybody did, loves it. Did you know that when Deborah Raffin came out, they said she was the new Grace Kelly. Yes. I never really thought so but she's quite beautiful but there will never be a beauty in the world like Grace Kelly when it comes to blue eyed blondes she's got the title as far as I'm concerned as the most beautiful blue eyed blonde woman yes. what do you think about Grace? did you ever meet her?
1: Grace Kelly? yeah I don't, was, she, was she still around in the
5: 80's? she died in a car wreck in France she was the pr- princess right
4: uh, was she alive Ma- in the 80's?
5: Jesus, when did Grace die? My mind just went blank. <laughs> well,
4: she, while he's thinking about well, it... I, I, think never Look, I, 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 don't,
1: I never met her, no. I don't know
5: if she was supposed to replace Grace, Kelly. She what
6: died in 82.
1: Happen?
4: She what died happen? in 82. So, no, Grace, Grace died that's, in 82. That's, that's, that's
1: okay, def- so I wasn't even in Hollywood. I, I, I graduated high school in 80, and I literally, just in 81... No, it was 80 that I came out to California... With Wilhelmina, I I signed with Wilhelmina in in 1980. So, I was 17. So, So I was in Texas prior to that. That's so cool. So, anybody know what
5: happened to Deborah? She's not around. She doesn't work.
1: I think Deborah passed. Raffin?
5: Yeah, she
4: passed.
1: I think maybe you want someone to check, but I think she did pass.
4: That's a shame. She was a beautiful girl. So, I like to do this thing where I get to brag for you. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I made a list. I made a list of some of the people that you've been able to work with, and obviously, I didn't make a list of everybody, but I made a list of 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 people that everybody basically knows who they are, and it's just a cool. I, I, it's just something I like to do, uh, okay. uh for my ego and for yours, because like you, you, you might not even remember working with some. And I like to know how many people
5: are friends of mine that you've worked with. Yeah, he's oh. Tony's uh, one.
4: Actually, well, first of all, Barbie Wilde is one of, is, was in one of your movies, and although she's not a huge star, she's a great <laughs> horror movie star, and she's from the Hellraiser series, and she's in one of your movies that's been on our show because she's okay. a friend of mine, as, as well as E.G. Daly. But then we have John Travolta, Val Kilmer, Jill Clayburgh, which I'm dancing as fast as I can. Is a great movie. Jill, I knew, I knew Jill Clayburgh, Diane Wiest, Joe Pesci, Laura yes. Dern. George Clooney, and I thought this is so funny because, like, you're the top bill in, in whatever movie George Clooney was in, and he's, like, almost down at the bottom with the extras. But that I just was the I was, Grizzly like, That was the Grizzly that movie. was the Grizzly movie, okay. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Cage, Zach Galligan, who he's coming on the show. Anthony Perkins. Oh, you're going to love Zach. You're going to love Zach. He's a I great. love Zach Galligan. He's so cool. He Anthony is- let's talk
5: about Anthony Perkins. Oh, okay. I met Anthony Perkins in 19, maybe 58, 59. In a gay bar out on eastern Long Island called The Red Door.
4: She might not know, too. We're married.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, we're the only syndicate radio show right. with millions of listeners. We're actually a married and, couple. And, and, oh, I didn't know well, that was, I couldn't, believe it was
5: <laughs> I couldn't believe it was Tony Curtis, but they were shooting a movie out Anthony there. Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins. They were shooting a movie out there. And he had on uh, Sneakers a black tight slacks and a black turtleneck long-sleeve shirt, and he was wrapped like a pretzel around the bar stool. And he looked crazy as a loon. I remember standing there and saying to myself, should I even attempt to speak to him or not? What's the point, Ron? What are you going to talk to him for? He's going to think you're trying to hustle him for a part in a movie, which I would (laughs) have. I went over to him and I said, listen, and I remember the dialogue pretty well. I said, this is like, You're not going to like it. I'm going to come over and talk to you, tell you who I am. And you're going to say, you know, you're going to want to say, get the fuck out of here. But you're not going to say it because you're going to be polite and you're going to put yourself through it. And he just started to laugh. (laughs) And he said, no, I'm not going to do any of those things. He said, now, what's your name? You know who I am. Who are you? I said, I'm probably one of the greatest actors in the world. Just not discovered yet. And he said, (laughs) of course. So he said everybody is I said no no not everybody most people stink I'm good and then, <laughs> and then we just chatted and then it went into just crazy talk about politics of the day which were about uh, Kennedy uh, running for office and uh, he then left and I did say to him what are you doing at a gay bar he said oh I like gay people I like to be around gay people never knowing exactly that he was gay now Tab Hunter I'm in a movie with Call That Kind of Woman with Sophia Loren and Tab. And Tab Hunter, I know, is gay as a lock. Now I find out that Tab Hunter and Tony Perkins are lovers at that period. <laughs> so I didn't want to say to Tab Hunter, I, I ran into your boyfriend in a gay bar. One
1: night. <laughs> he was carousing. <laughs> I,
5: I know Tab. Tab and I are friends to date because he was on my show. I interviewed him a lot of times. And I did tell him that. And he said, yeah, we had a, a kind of an open relationship.
4: Listen, All right. So wait, we're going to keep bragging. So we got Anthony Perkins. Let me go Gina Gershon. Um, Ed Lauder. I love Ed Lauder. He used to freak me out. But, like, he's got, like, such great, like, movies that he, like, Young Blood and, like, uh, what's that? Longest Yard. I don't know. He's got such great movies, like. And I noticed he's on Twitter now. He's fabulous. Adam Baldwin. That's from 315, I think, right? Which is, yeah. like, a great, movie, a great movie. Great, like, <laughs> kids bully, gangy, fighty movie. Uh, Mario, Mario Van Peebles was in that. Too. Yes, Mario Van Peebles. E.G. He was on the list. E.G. Marshall. I wrote Sam yes. Jones. We already talked about. it. I think I said Val Kilmer. Then we got Aerie Gross, Kelly Preston, yes. James Keach, Tony Curtis, which we mentioned. David Carradine, Bruce Campbell, and Keith David. That's where I stopped. I know there's about a, another two hundred. Bruce
1: Campbell.
4: Oh, awesome. I met. I met. I, I met him. I, I was. Uh, I was on an episode of Burn Notice, and like I got. So I got to meet him on Burn Notice, and he was a really nice guy.
1: He is nice. He's a nice man. And he does
4: a lot of conventions and stuff with the autograph signings, and I used to go to those all the time because I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I would dress them all. I would give them free clothes so they would like, wear my stuff and I could have pictures and stuff. Do you do, do, you do conventions?
1: Uh, with 80s in the Sand, I'm exclusive.
4: Okay. Oh, good for so you.
1: I, I'm not going to be doing conventions until 80s in the Sand is not around. I know that the, the promoter of 80s in the Sand wants this to be a yearly
4: thing from here on out. There you go. So so, let's go to '80s in the Sand real quick, and let's tell everybody what it is. Because I know I saw a post on Twitter that it's it's next year, and you have a lot of time to pay for it. So tell everybody what, what it is and how they how do they uh, sign up to go, and tell them what they're going to.
1: Okay, so '80s in the Sand is a wow. <laughs> it's huge, is what it is. <laughs> it's an authentic '80s experience, music and movies and more. And we have uh, 80s hosts who are Richard Blade, Nina Blackwood, Downtown Julie Brown. We have. So, so far. Uh huh.
4: It's me on Twitter.
1: She's
5: oh fabulous. My God, I haven't seen Julie and it. She's still bouncing that crazy bitch. She's not serious. Yeah, so she's awesome. awesome. She's
1: doing wonderful. I just actually met her first at, for the first time in person a couple of weeks ago. I met she's
5: her about 30, 40 years ago.
1: And then. Um, Uh, Actors. So far, these are the actors: Anthony Michael Hall, myself, Deborah Foreman, and Diane Franklin. Now we do have more that we will be announcing. They're just gonna they're holding off a little bit, and then the lineup.
4: Fabulous. We've had him on the show, and like he's worn a bunch of my clothes. He's one of the celebrities that I gave clothes to, so I could like get pictures of him wearing my stuff. He's the coolest guy. And and sixteen candles and Breakfast Club are like two of the like greatest eighties movies like ever made.
1: Right, right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So uh, he's going to be there. Then our lineup, our music lineup so far is Loverboy, Starship, uh, featuring Mickey Thomas. Uh, we have Howard Jones. We have Winger. We have um, Jody Watley, Shalomar Reloaded. We have the Motels, the Smootherings, New Shoes. Stacy Q, we have... Who am I missing? I know I'm missing
4: someone. We're and going to see, see Stacy Q Saturday night here in Pennsylvania at a Freestyle Explosion. Yeah. Uh, Hello? You guys should try to get Expose. I'm really good friends with Expose. We're going to see them Saturday. That's why we're going to the Freestyle Explosion. But Expose is fantastic. I don't know. Do you know who Expose is? No, say
1: say some songs. What songs? Uh,
4: Point of No Return. Um, oh, okay. I can't think. They had the theme song... Oh, I, they had the theme song Joya for Free Willing. Joya uh, Bruno is the best. They had the singing. They had. They're the number one selling girl group of all time up until Destiny's Child. They sold like you know. They have like eight number one hits. Um, you would know them. It's Point of No Return. Exposed to Love. Um. Anyway, write down the Expose and just like look them up because <laughs> Expose. Okay. I can give you contact if you want them. And we've had new shoes on the show, and Shalomar Reloaded is on our on the record label that I work for, oh, and cool. um. Uh, Stacy Q, we're going to see Saturday. Noel has been on the show. He's like one of those 80s guys who did Silent Morning. And Winger, I think, follows me on Twitter. I mean, that's a great line. That's a great lineup. So, so people are going to go. It's like a three-day weekend or how long does this, this, this. Okay, so it is,
1: it's going to take place in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic at the Breathless Resort and Spa on November 11th through the 18th, uh, 2017. So it's going to be five days. Uh, yeah, actually, it's going to be seven nights uh, you're, that you're there. But the concerts are five days and uh, four night. You know, five nights and four days of concerts. And then they're going to be putting, you know, the movies in there, too. I think Valley Girl is opening it on a Saturday night. Yay! So we're, going to, we're going to do Q&A, and uh, Valley Girl, and then we're going to go to the party. So that's going to open up the 80s in the Sand party. at Canada! Hi! Ah! I can't even believe that that's going to happen. I can't wait to go. can't wait. I'm packed already.
4: <laughs> How do people get tickets for this? Where do they go?
1: They go to 80sinthesand.com. Is that's it 80, like it. an
4: 80s? s In the 60s.com? Yes. Okay.
1: And they have two different phone numbers, too, because right now we're doing a promotional where you can get uh, 12 months to pay. So right now that is a specific promotional for this month. Next uh, next they're going to add another promotional on top of that one. But if you want like specifics, you can just call them on the phone and they'll, they'll do they the the people that are working at 80s in the sand are really accommodating. Really accommodating. So Are you are
4: you are you banging the table every time you talk? Oh, now you disappear. There you go. Oh, no. it's not, You were going down like this, and I heard a little thump every time. I just didn't want the thump to come through. Okay. I'll stop my thumping. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're excited. I can see your passion for it. So everybody you can follow Deborah Foreman on Twitter because I know she's got a link to '80s in the Sand. I'm pretty sure on her Twitter, and it's at Deborah Foreman. But you spell Deborah D E B O R A H, and then is Foreman is F O R E M A N. So follow her on Twitter, and you can get more information. Doesn't Deborah Carr Car- spell her name Deborah the same way? Yes. Deborah. Uh,
1: I think so. I think so. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Love
4: her. Then you have a yeah. jewelry line.
1: Jewelry runs on hold right now because I'm so busy with 80s in the Sand. Not only am I the celebrity guest, but I also made the website and I'm their social marketer. So I'm so busy right now that I put my jewelry on hold. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's still there. It's just on hold temporarily. Okay. I am still making my website. So yes, you know when people want websites, I'm still available to do that right now.
4: Where do they go for that? Whoa, well, do they De- go to
1: Debraform.net?
4: Okay, DeborahForman.net, you guys, is her Twitter. And her, I mean, uh, DeborahForman.net is her website. At DeborahForman is her Twitter. And she's young and beautiful. I, 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 I love how you've kept your, your fabulous looks. People are just dying. Even in the chat room, they're talking about, like, you know, like they'll marry you and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, At this point, I
5: don't think so. This <laughs> stage in life. Hey, you never Mar- know. Marriage is something
4: you do when you're hot, young, and stupid. He's saying that, but we got married four years ago, and neither one of us well are I'm young. Y- I'm young, hot, he's hot. And stupid.
5: <laughs> nice. yeah. I got married because it's the thing to do. You know, not I'm that still, he actually I'm likes me. Old
4: <laughs> Yes, he's old fashioned. I really
5: married him for his money. This way, if he dies, I get all his money.
4: <laughs> Listen to him.
5: I mean, if you saw that the zeros in his bank book and they're all zeros, yeah, they're all zeros, <laughs> like zero. <laughs>
1: i just going
5: to say, can I marry you too? <laughs> he talked to me. He said he was worth $44 million. And I thought, okay, this is worth a chance. Yeah. And then I read him and said, you know, I really wasn't telling you the truth. I've got 44 cents. <laughs> That's not true. I met him and I fell in love with him because he's a wonderful person. And I had a 43-year relationship. So I'm a marrying guy. And my partner then died of uh, pancreatic cancer. And it took me a long time to find Jimmy, and I was particular, and I said, I've had the best, and I'm not settling for some whack job jerk-off, and I got the best. And that's what she would do, I'm sure. I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure. But I think she's so self-contained in a fabulous place that she doesn't want to take a chance and, and, she's and pollute She's
4: going to be really cool to 80s in the sand, and she's going to meet some fabulous uh, No, she doesn't need to mm, meet, you know, person. sometimes. Just a date. I don't need to get married. A just a date. Sometimes a partner can pollute
5: what you've created. Am I right? Yes. Or bring joy, but mostly, you know, you never know. Yeah. She's perfect yeah. right now. She's got all these things going. She's working. She's so busy. when you
4: wait, wait. Did, when you did all these movies, did you like? When you were in your late teens, did you have like a boyfriend? Like that? Like couldn't stand the fact that like every guy on the planet wanted to like meet you and kiss you. <laughs>
1: I was a late bloomer. I didn't really have a boyfriend, like a boyfriend-boyfriend until I was 24 turning 25.
4: Okay. That's smart. She that.
5: was not a desperate woman. I Desperately that. seeking a husband before no. she
4: <laughs> was
5: 21. That they call her an old maid.
1: Desperately seeking. You know, my joke is that I'm a spinster. I'm a hot spinster that wears sensible shoes and I have two fur babies. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you have, have two you dog. have you have two dogs
1: i have a I have a cat and a dog
4: oh a cat and a dog okay well, what kind dog. of dog is he
1: she is a rescue i got her from rescue
4: yeah. the uh, are all, our two two rescues. Dogs are rescues
1: yeah i got her from the miracledogrescue.org and she's i love her I, I, I actually saw her in a photograph and i i knew she was mine so i just called up and i got her that that's so that's fabulous. don't, don't we you love that. don't
5: you feel that rescue dogs give greater love then purchase dogs. Yes. Our dogs are so, so loving.
1: Rescue we have two dogs. Do this thing.
4: Oh, hello doggy. What's his name? I have to show you my
1: brandy. name. name is Jade. Um, rescue dogs do this thing and I noticed that all of them do it but they, they actually hold on to you. It's really bizarre yeah. in it was pointed out to me by this woman who was holding my dog. She was see what she's doing? And I said, yeah. She goes, all these rescue dogs, they always do that. I went, oh, my gosh,
4: that's so sweet. We love it. We, have, we got Shazam at the Big Dog Rescue Ranch, and he's like 130-something pounds. Like He's a big dog. Wow. Uh, oh. And he's a Brazilian mastiff. And then this is our newest one we got in March of this year, and her name is Brandy. Hi, she, Brandy. Say hi. Say hi to the beautiful Deborah. <laughs> now, how could anyone oh.
5: abuse and throw this in the street? To roam the streets, <laughs> and she caught um, heartworm, and yeah, she's, she's being she's still being treated for, treated for heartworm. And yeah. Thursday we get the results that the the worms are dead, and she's fine. And if not, I'll kill myself. <laughs> no, I won't be here. The following.
4: <laughs> Isn't dog- she cute, though? I, I think I think it's so great that you rescued a dog. Where did you rescue her from again? Miracle dot org. There you guys go. So if you need a dog, there's another place besides the big dog rescue ranch that we went to that you could like. All the dogs need love and care. And, and, and I, I believe that you get good things when you, when you rescue oh, a dog. Absolutely. Anytime and it like, pays you, save, you back. Anytime
5: you save a life, you get good luck. If you take a life, you can bad She's
4: beautiful. We love her. And she's a good girl. And she loves to sit up here on the TV show. <laughs> she's, she's... We'll play videos on YouTube and she'll watch herself on the screen. <laughs> Aww. Look at her. Oh, I love it. Hi. She's an old. I think she can old, old, hear me. Terrier. Yeah, she's a, like an old English Sheepdog
1: blog, and terrier, terrier mix.
4: Sweet. She's, well, okay, so we got to start to wrap up. With, with okay. The doggy. So, so, first of all, everybody follow Deborah Foreman on Twitter. It's at Deborah Foreman, D E B O R A H F O R E M A N. Check out her website, deborahforeman.net. Um, definitely we want everybody to go and, and uh, go to 80sinthesand.com especially like all of uh, all of you like 30 to like 60 year olds who that was such an important time in life you will love it, everybody there you'll know and it's going to be a lot of fun and just to, so you know anytime you add Act actor Jimmy Starr at a tweet to promote it I'll like send it out to my million people uh, oh, uh, so anything I can do to help to help promote it. And uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm so happy that you like aged so fabulously and you look so <laughs> gorgeous and you've had such a great career. And we look forward to Anytime you have anything you want to promote, let us know. We'll, and, we'll bring you back.
5: And not to push something, but what? if
4: you maintain that
5: fabulous, youthful everything, I want you to go and look at DMK Cosmetics, not Cosmetics, it's Process. My friend Denae Montague King, he's rising now. Okay. Number one people uh, with creams and treatments that really work to maintain the moisture and get rid of wrinkles. Plus, he's got some other crap that they shoot in you or something, yeah, and it don't, stops. Don't you do the shooting stuff. From aging. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, I've been using his it's products It's DMP International, I think. You can I've go been Google using it. his products. Google for and years. also Google Expose, Google Expose, and see what. Because Expos, you'll know every song. They're like so fabulous, and they have the ballad from the Free Willy soundtrack that was a number one hit. They have a lot of great hits, and and I can I can like you know put you in contact with them directly since because I, you got to work at staying
5: young looking. It doesn't happen, you know, doesn't come naturally. It does
4: come. Look, no, no, gorgeous. no.
5: But let it, listen. do you work out a lot every day? Okay. She's she's in her early fifties. When she gets to be my age, at seventy six, you could wake up one morning and look like you know Norma Desmond or somebody else. <laughs> A mummy. What? It happens overnight. You know, was very good friends with, my best friend was Jane Russell, the movie star, okay? And Jane stayed at my house millions of times. In the morning, she'd wake up and I'd look at her, I'd say, Russell, what the hell do you do to look so great? 89 years old. Wow. She woke up looking like a young woman. And it yeah. was because she took a million of vitamin pills and stuff. She died from a heart thing. If it wasn't for her heart, she'd have been alive today. But she maintained it. She exercised. Also, she had her makeup tattooed on. Did you know that? Oh, you didn't know, Jane. You weren't I around. I wasn't around. Yeah, then. she had her eye makeup tattooed
4: and her lipstick. But she was gorgeous. 80, anyway. 89. Okay, so hold on. One more time. All right, everybody. Okay. We want to thank Deborah Foreman for coming on the show. Please Deborah, follow wait, wait, her wait, wait. on. Wait,
5: where are you? Where do you live?
1: Uh, Big Bear Lake.
4: Oh, you're nice.
5: kidding. We're <laughs> moving back to California
4: yeah you. we're moving to palm springs and we go up
5: to
1: oh my gosh you're moving to palm springs yeah you're, yes. you're gonna be
5: close yes you gotta come down visit us we'll visit you i'm looking up in big Bib for a winter house
1: okay well let get in touch with me and i'm happy to help you
5: out yeah Obviously. because the real estate is not big up there right.
1: oh my gosh you're gonna get something exquisite if you start shopping right now yes because I mean, if you
5: pick up for three hundred thousand, you can get a great house
1: you could get a gorgeous place for that. So you
5: know, you know what the problem is? Jimmy doesn't like the ride up. He's terrified of those cliffy roads. Do
1: you go down a lot? If you... No, I don't. But if you go the back way, it's not as windy. It is windy. I've heard that from a lot of people. They get sick. They get sick but coming... the back
5: quickly. way is how I go. I go up and down through Palm Springs.
1: Yeah. In the back way, it's easier because it's... You're not going to get as sick and it's not as windy. It's beautiful. The back way is prettier, actually. So...
5: I'd love to live in Big Bear more than Palm Springs. Palm Springs is too hot.
4: Do you have, um, like, stores and stuff up there? No, no, no. She shoots animals and she's doing (laughs) it. No, no. no, Where's the other place we went? She sews her own clothes. Where's the other place that we went? went. Yes, my bathroom is up. No, we went to Idlewild. and There's there's a grocery store and an ice cream shop. Like, you can't live in Idlewild without having to go downtown or go down the mountain.
1: We have Kmart, and
4: we have
5: Bonds, and we have Steak Brothers, we have Big Five. We have- okay. Big Bear is huge. Okay. I have to go and see. Okay. It's big. I've looked at, listen, when I lived in Palm Springs, I was looking for a winter house because I couldn't deal with the summers, to be Why be quite did you, t-
4: Wait, why did you pick Big Bear out of all the places?
1: Big Bear has been a family love since I uh, uh, was in my early 20s, and we used to come up here for holidays. And then... My mom uh, bought a house 10 years ago up here, uh, and we were coming up here every single weekend. And then five years ago, I just decided I'm just going to move up here. So then everyone moved up here. My brother, my mom, my niece, my uncle, and my sister. We all uh, live
2: up it's, here. It's clean
5: It's clean air, clean magnificently air. beautiful. Yes. Can, um, seasons, right? Beauty, seasons. Beautifully priced. You can get a
4: beautiful house that's not an arm and a leg. And, it's, and the people are the great. The Wi-Fi works good because we're not having any problems with the connection.
1: Yeah. You know, Mammoth the bought
4: people out are Summit. really friendly that live there.
1: Uh, Mammoth bought out Summit and Bear Mountain, so Mammoth now owns both of our big uh, resorts. And since then, we've we've become even more popular up here. <laughs> so you better get <laughs> up here now. <laughs> well, look, okay, we will you check wait, it out. And you have Lake
5: Arrowhead not far.
1: <laughs> and people up here.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's really great. That. We're going to see you. We're going to call you. Seriously, when we come up to Big Bear, and if you come down to Palm Springs, call us.
1: I will. I will. You guys
4: are great.
5: We'd love to to see you. We'd love love to see you.
1: Okay. Anyway,
5: Deborah, beautiful young girl. Thank you. (laughs) It was nice. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you so much. Anytime you
4: want to promote anything, let us know. We'll bring you back. Everybody, Deborah Foreman. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 I'm telling
5: you, we make more. We make more friends on this show. Because we've got the sweetest people on our show. Why aren't, like, why isn't, like, Trump and and, and Clinton as sweet as these people? Why, no, are, they, why
4: are they so nasty? Chad, wasn't that nice? Yeah,
6: it's funny. I did have a crush on her back in uh, the Valley Girl days.
4: Everybody had a crush. I'm not kidding you. I got, like, hundreds of people, like, sending me stuff. They were, some of mm. them were sending me things that they were. should have told did, super
5: did, 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 What Was she a masturbation fantasy oh, of yeah. those?
6: No. Oh, I thought she was cute, you know, for the, back in the 80s there.
5: Big fag. When, when were you masturbating over a I girl? I wasn't
4: masturbating over... I used to masturbate over Tom over, Selleck. Right.
5: Really? I, I knew I knew Tom Selleck. Too. Magnum, huh? Yeah, Tom Selleck. I can't get... I won't get into it. Tom but Selleck. anyway... Uh, he's right. Famous for being... for. Say, they said he had no meat, all potatoes. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to Tom, say about here, Tom. My, When
4: I was growing up, my favorite people were Brian Brown, Tom Selleck, Gene Hackman, and... <laughs> um, uh, uh who's the guy who was in Richmond Man? Peter Graves. No, not Peter Graves. Oh, no, he's not looking. Who's the guy? Uh oh I forgot. Peter Strauss. Peter Strauss. Peter Strauss and Richard Chamberlain. Those were mm. like the ones I, I know liked. Richard Chamberlain. They were like all fabulous. So let's take a quick music break, everybody. Um Chad.
6: What are we getting into? Uh
4: why don't we do um let's I, do let's do the Win in Love You Learned to Hate because we haven't played that in a long time. I knew
5: Richard uh. Chamberlain before he came out of the closet. You there know. you go. Chad, do you have that one?
4: We do. All right, everybody, this is When in Love You Learned to Hate by superstar Sebastian Portillo. Enjoy. Do you
3: remember our
4: first
3: words when we met each other for the first time? For me, it was too difficult to tell where I- For me, you took your mind away, your way, your way, selling you to someone. Oh, please don't say that only I've made the mistakes. If too much love is a mistake, how many times we tried to finally it was too late. Now, asking for my friendship, you want me to
2: forget?
4: your Portillo, the name of the song is when in love when in love you learn to hate there you go so now everybody we're going to move on to our next guest and it's going to be a really good fun one so before first let me say hi and make sure he can hear us hey patrick can you hear us
8: yes i can hear you can you hear me
4: absolutely really nice oh, fantastic and okay all right so here we go we're going to do an introduction now for the so we can use it for the television show also all right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the super incredibly talented, super cool dude, Mr. Patrick Fabian. Hello and welcome to the show.
8: Yay! Greetings from California. Greetings from California.
4: Greetings from sticky, hot
5: northeast. Ugh.
8: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, is, 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 is it terrible?
5: <laughs> He's from Pittsburgh.
8: Hot. He's oh, from Pittsburgh. You, oh, we're, in, we're, we're, near, we're in Bucks we're, County We're now. in Bucks County. Hot. Bucks County. No, I grew
4: up in Harrisburg. Okay. Oh, we know Lily McLeod. She's from... Lily McLeod, yeah. Hot,
5: humid, sticky, horrible, no air. Ugh. I remember. Uh, before- I
8: remember. I used to cut the grass. I, Mr. Schubayer's lawn, two doors down from our house in August, that's when all of a sudden, whenever I cut his lawn, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of here. He'd come out and he'd come out with, with, um, with scissors and say, no, 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 no. What about over here? And he would get down on his hands and knees in that hot August awfulness and show me how badly a job i did on his lawn so
5: <laughs> that's because he was one of the farmers from here
8: he could, you know what he could have been he did like bib overalls so
5: yeah hold, on, hold on let we, me we,
4: in, we live in the farms let me let me introduce my co-host this is uh, our outrageous man about town mr ron russell hey Hi, ron uh,
5: nice to have you on this is our dog brandy star and every. she has to come up here and be a part of this show every week. It's a <laughs> pain in the ass. Well, what are you going to do? I love her.
8: <laughs> I, I had doggies, too. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. She looks like she's hot, too.
5: Yes.
4: No, actually, we have the air conditioning on, like, zero, so it's cold in the studio. But she's been running around before the show. So we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy.
6: Hello, Patrick. Hey, Chad. How you doing? Doing well. Welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, ma'am. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. On- Hi, chat room people. Thanks for coming on board. There you go. You gotta love it. All right, everybody. So this is Patrick Fabian. Number one, follow him on Twitter. We want to build up his Twitter following. He's at Patrick Fabian. It's P A T R I C K F A B I A N. And his website is PatrickFabian.com. You have to get her off. What are you
6: doing?
8: Man? <laughs> no, she's great. It's camera hog. <laughs> that. I mean,
4: she really is a camera hog. And then she'll go and like move it so it's like facing her more. And then we'll put the video up on Roku, and she'll like sit there and watch uh, herself. But she's um, gonna get that. Well,
8: I can't. I can't deny. I can't say that I'm not like her. So you know. <laughs> anytime. I'm- I'm on Roku. I'm sitting there watching
4: myself too. <laughs> there you go. You got to like love it. You got to like lo- Oh, if you're on Roku, do you like music?
2: Uh
8: yes.
4: Um check out uh, it's a free channel. It's called Anthem TV. A N T H I U M T V. And uh-huh. it's uh it's a like indie music video channel, kind of like MTV back in the day when like they actually played music videos. They actually played
8: music videos.
4: <laughs> All music videos and it's really really like cool and um and I help promote them but but also it's just a I will. You know, we
8: just hooked our Roku up and I have to say I was resistant and now I can't imagine anything else because it's so easy to go through. And your show's on Roku, right?
4: Yep. Our show's That's on right. Roku, the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, you can add that, and our show's on Roku, and Anthony is on Roku, and pretty soon we're gonna have a classic movie channel on Roku uh, that you can you'll be able to get and watch all the like old movies from well, like from the twenties to the eighties. Um, Patrick, do you have Netflix?
8: I do have
4: Netflix. Do me a favor.
5: Don't, don't do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go to High Strung. That's Michael Damien's movie, High Strung. High Strung. It is fantastic. It's getting reviews like you can't it's believe. It's got five
4: stars. Do you know who Michael Damien is? The soap opera actor, Michael Damien. He was, he was on a soap opera, too. He was on General Hospital.
8: I right? got my first gig on General Hospital, as a matter of fact. One of the best days I had was when I was... Uh, Somebody died in Port Charles, and so they had to have a funeral. So everybody had to work that day, and so I sat there, and uh, I still uh, have a recipe for Alan Cordarini's chicken, roast chicken that I use all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, like, love it. You know, we've had we had uh, Ian Buchanan on who was Duke. On, on General oh. Hospital, and we had him on – actually, that was like several months ago. What a great guy. But we've been lately been doing a lot of cool soap opera people. Um, we had Sean Kanan, and he was like the Karate Kid 3. He was like the bad kid in Karate Kid 3, but he's like, I'm bold and the beautiful. And, you know, he's on all those soap operas. And- soap
8: opera work was great, man. It was my fir- it was one of my first gigs. I literally had to stop wait. I had to get somebody to cover my lunch shift when I was waiting tables in downtown L.A. so I could go and play no shit a waiter at the Outback Club.
5: Just look how experienced you were. It was wonderful You didn't have to rehearse And you could do the same thing Like if a guy leaves you a bad tip You motherfucker, you could do that on your, your soap opera
8: They frowned on the motherfuckers uh, On the soap opera But they, they were more genteel back in 83 I don't know if you remember or not
5: Remember, remember when we didn't curse on film?
4: Remember I remember that? all of that, yes
5: now it's it's so into curse. It's terrible.
4: I went to University of Florida, and so in 19 – I graduated in 1986, but I, I would never – I would skip class if I had a class at 3 o'clock every day of the week to go home and watch General Hospital in the dorm or in my right. house.
8: because you had to. You had to be there at 3 o'clock, otherwise I, you missed it. Yeah,
4: it's not like you could do it now, like you can just t- TiVo it or something and then see it when, or just go on like – like any channel and like rewatch all the reruns because they're out every day but I used to love all the soap operas and I think some of the soap opera stars that we've had on the show some of them are still in soap operas and some like you have you know gone out of soap operas and into new things oh we had John Lindstrom is a good friend of ours too and he's on he's he's back there again he's like Laura's boyfriend oh yeah
8: you know, and people people cycle in and out of that all the time. It's a great trading ground, and it's a great gig. I mean, it's a five day a week gig. You you work hard, but you get up by five or six, and you can actually have a life and still be on TV, which is a really awesome thing.
5: When you have to do twenty pages and you're alive, you want to shoot yourself. Well,
8: that's the crazy thing I have to say. For anybody who thinks it's you know it's easy work or somehow is less than work, it is not. It is rough and it's tough. And if you don't
2: have
8: your shit together, you're out.
5: Paul, if they offered me a little— uh, Patrick, if, I'm sorry. If they. No,
8: were, if they all right. Were, Paul's a very good name. I like, like it. It's a P. Right.
5: <laughs> if, they, if they offered me the starring lead in a soap opera, I would have to turn it down because I would read the first page and then when it's time to do it, can't. I don't remember lines anymore.
4: And they told us too, like, because we had, um, I don't know who we had, Katie McLean or. Crystal Chappelle or I don't know, we had somebody on right. and they said that, how difficult it is and that basically like if you can't do your lines, they just get rid of you because it's they're such a fast-paced you. environment that if you don't know your lines, they don't have time for you to like, you know, they don't have time. To- they don't hold your hand. It's not a babysitting job.
8: No, it's not a babysitting job. And also, if you notice, like just brand new to the soap and, and they're getting them up to speed, but they're so young and beautiful that you know there's no way they're getting rid of them. Uh, what they'll do is they'll just cut away. They'll let the first line come out of their mouth, and they'll immediately cut to a reaction shot of the other person listening for like 30 seconds, and then they'll cut back to them to sort of finish the
2: speech.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so you you it back. You know, what's the name? Uh, Judith, what's Ju- Judith's last name? I'm, see, I lost names, too. What's Judith's last name?
4: Judith Chapman.
5: Chapman. She's still working. You know who Judith Chapman is?
4: I don't. No, she's from Young she's and the like, Restless, she's, and these General she's Hospital. She's the queen
5: of soap operas. She's been on like 100 years, the same co- soap oh, opera. from
4: Y&R. Yes, no,
8: I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
5: Yeah, she uh, still remembers her lines, and I said, Judith, how do you do it? She said, some people can, some people can't. And many soap opera people have left it because they just didn't remember lines anymore.
8: Good. You know, uh, in terms of that sort of thing, James Spader has a great reputation as being somebody who has a capacity to like instantaneously get a script, see a page, and deliver it
4: oh, perfectly spot on. I hate those I love James Spader. That could do yeah. that. It's like, he's like – he should be like the biggest actor. He is such a great actor and everything. I used to love Boston Legal so much. It was like my – I love attorney shows. It was like my favorite attorney show that's ever been on. There's nothing that's come on that's even close to it. Um, actually, you were on Boston Legal once, weren't you, or no? Were you on uh, – ever?
8: Uh, I did not get a chance to work with him, though, unfortunately.
4: Okay, you've been on everything. First of all, first of all, everybody, we well, should no, tell you. I'm,
8: I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. I know it's your show, but I want to tell one James Spader story, quick.
4: Oh, yeah, tell it, tell it.
8: Okay, and, and it's not it's not a personal thing. It's, this is a, 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 a an apocryphal story that's been passed around Hollywood? So um, Thelma and Louise comes out, right? Um, and so they're uh, they're interviewing James Spader for something, and he's and he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, fucking Brad Pitt. He ruined it for us all." And I'm <laughs> like, "What do you mean? What do you mean, Brad Pitt ruined it for you?" He goes, "Well, he goes." We were staying up till 4 in the morning doing what you do at 4 in the morning, having a grand old time. And then Brad Pitt had to go show us a six-pack in Thelma and Louise. So we all had to put our cigarettes out, start drinking green juice, and going to the goddamn gym. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to like love it.
4: Okay, so, so I, I did this little thing. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. i got a whole things, and we're going to kind of like go to Better Call Saul later even. though I know that's like the hottest thing on the planet right now. We but
8: We'll talk about it you want.
4: Um, okay. Oh, I love that. First of all, you have a movie coming out, and I want to bring it up because one of the people that's in it with you, uh, you have a new movie called Driver X. I don't know when it's coming out. I know it's in it's post production. I think you've already shot it, right?
8: We shot it. I just saw a screening of it last night. As a matter of fact, we are fine tuning it, and uh, you know, hopefully, getting it in some uh, some big festivals coming up this fall. So that's where we're at at the moment with that. But it looks great.
4: Well, Randall Battenkoff is in it. We had him on the show last year. The show got millions of plays. He's, like, you know, from the 80s and the early 90s, he's such, like, an iconic actor, and plus he was in uh, Kick-Ass. I mean, he's been in a lot of, like, really cool... He just yeah. has a great resume, and so I, I saw that he was in it with you. Yeah, I've never met him, but we met him like I'm meeting you now uh, on the show, and he was such a great guy. We like enjoyed having him on so much, so I want to plug Driver X and, and let us know when it comes out, and we'll make sure we do a lot of promotional stuff around uh, it.
8: You, know, you can check out uh, you know, driverxmovie.com. It has a little bit of stuff on it, and you can follow it at, on Instagram, uh, driverxmovie.com.
4: There you go. And I have to tell you like I had never seen Better Call Saul when I asked you to come on the show. I knew it was a popular show. I actually because I'm I'm into horror movies and stuff and so like I originally reached out to you because I loved The Last Exorcism and you're like the star of it. Oh, there's the picture right there in the back. And uh and so I'm a huge horror movie buff and like I see everything. I see the like, you know, the $20,000 piece of shit ones and I see the millions of dollar ones. And it's such a great movie and it was such a like a great leading role for you, and so that's really what it piqued my interest in you in the first place. But now,
8: I'm, I'm the same with you. You know, I grew up in the in, in the uh, I, saw, I call it the Renaissance of horror films. You know, in the in the, in the I graduated high school in '83, so the the whole shebang gets kicked off with Alien, as far as I'm concerned, with that Renaissance and uh, all yeah. the hack and slashes, the Friday the Thirteenth, the Halloween. I saw them on the big screen the first time, scared the bejesus out of me, and every time a, a, a movie comes out. I'm looking for that scare again. I'm looking for the alien out of the chest moment again. And you know, it's, you 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 suffer through so much crap in order to get to that. But then, you know, a couple of years back, I go in blind to go see The Conjuring and it creeped the shit out of me. I thought it was a really well done film.
4: We had James Wan and Lee Winnell on the show, and um, and they were fabulous. And then um, with uh, oh, and then there's a, but there's a new movie. Wait, go back. So what are some of your favorite horror movies? <laughs> um, in,
8: in retrospect, looking at them now, they may not be so great. Burnt offerings was a, a great one. Burnt offerings with uh, Oliver Reed and Karen Black. I don't think it makes much sense, but there's an image uh, of a chauffeur driver with reflective sunglasses, and he smiles, and it he creeps knew, my shit up.
5: Black, he knew Karen. Black. I dated Karen Black. How do you like them apples?
8: No way. <laughs> Did did you toss her to the curb, or what happened?
5: Oh, I'm gay, so Karen and I... (laughs) We're married.
8: Yeah. um, Okay, congratulations.
5: Thank you. Georgiana Heller, the famous producer of Irish movies and plays, uh, was friends with her, and it it was Thanksgiving. We were all at the same Thanksgiving dinner. And Sharon and I became good friends, and she had to go somewhere the next week and needed a date.
4: No, Karen, not Sharon. Karen.
5: Today I'm not myself. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> you
4: know, I guess what I'm just as
8: adult as you because I know exactly what you're talking about, so it's okay.
5: Having a senior moment since I got up. You know what it is? <laughs> we have a big dog also, and he barks at five o'clock in the morning at people, uh-huh. their dogs, and I'm not. I'm still sleeping. Anyway, Karen. Black and I got along so famously she was just the most delightful person and I walked her across third avenue to go to this thing that we were going to and she grabbed my hand and nearly squeezed my hand to death she was terrified of cars and terrified of crossing the street and I said to her, Karen Sharon Karen Karen yeah what's, <laughs> she said ever since she made the great Gatsby when she got killed on the road, right. developed some kind of a fear of cars. I said, but that was a movie. It was all fake. You really didn't get killed. She said, in my mind, I did. Because when I work, I become every part of the character and the film. I said, you mean to tell me when uh, whats the face was driving the yellow rolls, the 1926 rolls, and she killed you? you? She said, yes. I'm terrified of streets and cars and crossing streets. So I thought that was something that's interesting.
8: Well, you know, that's why she's a better actress than I ever will be because when people talk like that, I believe her. I don't I don't assign her I don't assign her to the crazy bin for talking like that. I love artists and actors who so willingly open up sort of that sort of shaft of I mean, let's face it, to any normal person, that sounds like crazy behavior. You're like, it's a pretend movie, but she feels it and takes it in, which is why she's compelling on the screen.
5: That brought open a lot of conversation about it. When Karen worked, she didn't do anything but work. When she went to the bathroom, when she went in the kitchen, she was working. She never left her character. She she firmly believed you have to live the character to make the audiences know it's real.
8: Well, she's been riveting in everything I've seen. I remember seeing her in uh, Hitchcock's Frenzy as well, and she was great in that.
5: She's passed yeah, she's away. she's fabulous. And yeah.
4: uh, Karen's a great loss. She's passed away. So with Aliens, we've had uh, Lance Hendrickson's actually a friend of mine, and uh, he's been on the show. And Do you know who Lance Hendrickson is?
8: Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, I did Millennium up in Vancouver with Charles Nelson Riley.
4: Oh my gosh, I love Lance Henderson like so much, and I love Charles Nelson Riley. And Millennium was such a great series. I I freaking like love it. And he makes uh, Lance Henderson makes it's like my prized possession. But he makes tiles of the alien monster like ceramic tiles. Oh, you're kidding. He doesn't give them away or sell. He doesn't sell them or anything. He just makes them. And I was at a convention and he was wearing a bunch of my clothes. And we went to we went to lunch, and uh, we went to lunch and we went to dinner uh, with a bunch of cool people. And uh, and at the end of the weekend, he was like, "Here, you know," because he has it on display, like on his convention where he signs things. And at the end of the weekend, he said, "I want you to." Right. have this. I had such a great time, you know. Thank you so much. And then he came on the show and he signed the back of it and gave it to me. And like, uh, you know, and it's like it's like you can't get them. It's not like you can buy them. So it's like my like one of my prized you know, collective possessions. That's he, awesome.
8: Two I, things. One, uh, you have a shirt that looks like a bowling shirt that has skulls on it that I love and covet. And two, um, so I was doing Millennium up in Vancouver, and in it, I'm playing basically a Scientologist. And I get fried to death by holding on to what is basically an E-meter. So I'm a young actor. I don't know enough. Uh, and so I get killed, and I pick a pose like this to be dead in. <laughs> So, I think that's really cool. It's a really bold choice. Look, man, this is how I die when I get electrocuted. This is what my MFA is giving me. <laughs>
5: that's my dying. Um,
8: so, Charles Nelson Riley comes in to look at the scene, the, the, the murder scene. What I didn't realize is as much as I love Charles Nelson Riley, and um, he also Ron, it was, was like you, words, well, they come and go. It's a very malleable universe when it's coming out of his mouth. So, Charles has this giant monologue that he has to deliver. While I'm dead. And the camera, they they, they want to do a fancy one-off. So they're going to just troll around him. And so I'm in frame the entire time. So Charles starts at the top of this monologue. And he can't get through it. Not only can he not get through it, whenever he stops, he doesn't even salvage himself. He'll just be like, so I'm thinking Ragfinovich is, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So he ruins the take with swearing each and every time. (laughs) It was the longest eight hours I had. And this part was like jacked up. I had, I had, I had Charlie horses in my neck because of it. I will say this, though. He, he, felt, bad, he felt bad about it. And so, um, so he made me dinner. He had me back to uh, where he was staying. And he whipped up at one in the morning this, you know, as only a bachelor can do, right? He whips up this beautiful salmon dinner at one in the morning with the best wine and everything else. And, and, and then regales me with stories of old Hollywood. It was like, that's why I love the business. You know, I go up there thinking I'm going to make a paycheck and, and maybe get laid in Vancouver. And instead, uh, you know, I get to hang out with Charles Nelson Riley, who tells me all about his life. And I get to watch him work. And, and I get to tell that story and, and make him alive again, which is really Charles awesome.
5: probably was madly in love with you trying to. I know, Charles. Charles, listen to this if you want to hear a story. Liberace's house in Palm Springs.
8: Boom. Story ended.
5: <laughs> who's there? K-Ballad. Paul Lind. Charles Nelson Riley. And Charo, would you like to be in that crowd don't, of insane don't, don't, people?
4: Don't, don't hit
5: that At one wow. crazier than the other. Paul wow. Lynn, I knew for years from 1961 from the gay bar called The Fawn in New York, where he used to go after work on uh the, the Broadway play he was in, uh, with, with Ann Margaret. What was it called?
4: Don't worry about it, keep going anyway. Uh, <laughs>
5: they were they were notorious, they bitched on you had to hear Paul Lynn dishing nelson uh, uh, charles, uh, charles and charles going back at paul lynn i myself it was one of the funniest nights then the fags were coming in like crazy all the gay people from all the bars were coming into Liberace's house and Lee was running around like hello everybody hello hello all these gorgeous young guys are coming in it was like it was the craziest party i've ever been to one of them
8: well, now, do you think he was coming on to me because he was suggesting that i'd be perfect for the boys in the band
5: well, the boys in the band was was really a remarkable piece of work, and a good actor could do it. I think he was trying to find out if you were gay, and that was it. You know, usually gay people, I know that, we have our ways of hinting we around. We have
4: gaydar. And to find out.
5: <laughs> we don't always say who's gay, because the people like Teb Hunter, who I know well, I never told anybody Teb was gay until he did his book. And right
7: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
8: No purchase necessary.
4: BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: That he was lovers with, with Anthony Perkins and stuff. Rock Hudson, who I knew very well. I didn't know him well enough.
4: Actually, he doesn't know that much about you, but Ron had a show called Set the Record Straight. Uh, in LA, um, for Time on Time Cable. Warner Cable, it was several years ago. It was on for several seasons, where he interviewed all the Hollywood's legends. Jane Russell was like one of his best friends, and he interviewed like uh, Tony Curtis and Cloris Leachman. Everybody. He was friends with Elizabeth Taylor, and like so, he's old. He's like the old Hollywood, and I'm like the middle age Hollywood. I'm like the I'm I'm <laughs> I'm the Robert uh, Osborne, Osborne
5: of the gay world. Anyway, uh, the, the, if you knew how gay Hollywood was, and I never like. There's still names I won't say who are gay or bisexual, but Hollywood is notoriously gay.
4: So maybe he was trying to hit on you because you're hot. Of all course. The, all the girls I, in the chat are saying Char- they love you and how,
5: how good looking you are. And I have to say. Listen, Charlie, I, I knew him well enough. I have to say, know. though, too. <laughs>
8: Ron, I'll take the compliment from
5: there. <laughs> if you're a hot looking, good looking guy, Charlie I had no shame. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> she, had,
5: she had no shame, Charles Nelson Riley. No shame at all. She would come on and she didn't care. And if you punched her, she'd say, what are you going to do? So the number didn't go for it. I don't care, but I gave it a shot. That's his attitude. Uh, and, and Paul Lynn was worse. Paul Lynn was notoriously worse You could be straight and walking with Paul Lynn and he'd suddenly stop, turn around, walk away and then come back and say, that trick had some basket. I just had to get a second look. I mean, (laughs) that's what these guys were doing. They were wonderful. I'm so sad that we've lost the both of them. They were true.
4: And Joan Rivers was best friend. It was a demented era. You though you're married. I know you're married from your bio. uh, Is your wife in the business?
8: Uh, my wife is. Uh, she's a writer-director, as a okay. matter of fact.
4: I saw, I saw one of the movies you were in. She was also in it. It didn't say she was married to you, but like I thought maybe that uh, – I, I don't know what movie it was. Maybe must yeah,
8: watch. Uh, you, know, uh, you, you can go to her website, mandyfabian.com.
4: There you go. And I, and saw it it I saw it on IMDb. I saw it on IMDb.
8: A bunch of uh, award-winning shorts that she's done
4: right now. So. Yeah, which is fantastic. Congratulations with that. So then Thank you. I want to do real quick for everybody. Well, wait, First, before I
5: forget. I I think we should have Charo on the show. I still have Charo's phone number. She lives up in Past Thousand Lakes. Don't tell, don't tell people where Thousand she Oaks. No, past no. it, okay. She's got a horse. <laughs> no, it is past it. She's got a horse farm. And she, I heard she
8: had horses. I had heard that somebody else had mentioned that.
5: Charo breeds South American horses. They're ph- phenomenal. She makes a fortune on these horses. So I did this cool. Th- I wait, do wait, this. Hang on. You know where I saw her last? No, left Plastic surgeon's office in Beverly
4: Hills. He was there too. On Spaulding.
5: (laughs) On Spaulding. No, but I was there doing something else.
4: I I used to live on Spaulding.
5: I did too. I was 306 South Spaulding Drive.
8: I was was between Melrose and Beverly on Spaulding. I can't remember the number though.
5: Not Spaulding Hollywood, Spaulding Diagonal to the Beverly Hills High.
8: Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. Mine was SPAU. I was down in the Fairfax area.
5: Yeah. The, Rita Hayworth lived across the street from me. Would you believe that? The, I was on a star studded street. It was phenomenal. I, lo- I missed those days so much. I
8: used to live in an apartment building on DeLongpre, south of Sunset Strip, right behind the uh, House of Blues. And there was a balcony that we had in this apartment. And so, you know, the, the nights would get late. It was the early 90s. And so we'd sleep out on this bed that we'd put on the balcony. And I'd wake up and a hearse would show up on the street and out would dump all of these tourists who would start taking pictures. I'd be there in my bathrobe, rooting through an ashtray, you know, classy to the very end. And, and they are take a picture... And I was wondering why. and It's because Marilyn Monroe rented one of, the build, one of the apartments in the complex I was in literally for like six months. Nothing happened there. She just like slept there. And they would stop here because it was called the Graveline Tour. And it was a hearse that would run through Hollywood to all the places that dead people had been.
5: I know that building. Uh, but my neighborhood, I had, uh, I can't remember the actresses and actors, but everybody was next door. The funniest story that I have is my kitchen window... Looked into, uh, what's her name, from Peyton Place, the, the beautiful brunette girl from Peyton Place, the television series. Oh, Jesus, what the hell? Not Lee, we're, we're
8: Mary with her. no.
5: Oh, no, 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 the beauty. Oh, hey, it's way back. Anyway, she would wash her underwear and put them on the hedges to dry. So when friends of mine came over, Barbara Parkins, I said, Do you want to see Barbara Parkins bloomers? (laughs) They used to say, What the (laughs) hell are you talking about? I said, Come on, you could see her panties. And I'd have everybody hanging their heads out of the kitchen window looking at Barbara Parkins panties and bras drying on there. Well, my daughter Deirdre was only like three years old, and Doris Day had a house around the corner from us because Doris Day owned about 20 houses. Down in the uh, what is it section I lived in in Beverly Hills called? Oh shit! My I, I got to get off the show. I'm gone. It's not the hills. Anyway, let's it go. wasn't the hills. It's the, the flats. The flats, right. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. And she, <laughs> she owned these homes and rented them out to people because she was allowed by law to, I think, put 10 dogs or five dogs in each house. So if you lived in that house, you took care of those dogs for her, and oh you got reduction deduction in your rent. Doris Day was wonderful. What an angel.
8: What an angel.
5: Yeah, she's the best. Anyway, my daughter Deirdre went around the corner with David, uh, a relative of Barbara Parkins, who was her age, and they picked the flowers on her lawn and Doris was there and she sprayed them with the hose and my daughter came running around the corner to our house and said that crazy lady around the corner I said what lady they said that lady you know what one with all the freckles I said oh lady with all the freckles who the hell are you talking about I went around the corner and sure enough there's Doris with gray hair not blonde and uh, freckles no makeup and I said did you have to spray the kids she said oh they loved it so then I said, "Well, don't spray them anymore. It's kind of not nice." Well, she said, "Picking my flowers is not nice either." I said, "Oh, that's like the movie. Don't please don't pick the daisies." <laughs> <You know? laughs> I had to be corny. And Doris started to laugh, and I said, "Listen, I know who you are." I said, uh, it's okay. Spray my kids as long as it's you." And then we talked. It was nice. She was very pleasant. She was very cheerful, very lovely.
4: Okay, so let's keep going.
5: Yeah, go keep going, go go. All right, Everybody here we go. loves our stories. By the way, I get so many. I mean,
4: look, Ron, you
8: and I can keep playing. I'm like, and so if I stood on the roof of my apartment building in '92, I could see Conrad Hall's apartment. So that's that's you know,
5: That Hall. Could you imagine Conrad Hall? But Rita-
4: I don't know who Conrad Hall is. Cinematographer. Oh, okay. Right.
5: Rita Hayworth uh, became ill. And I remember the night that my ex-wife and I were coming home from something, and the ambulance was outside, and our neighbors told us that was Rita Hayworth. They were taking her away because she had Alzheimer's, and then we never saw her again. But uh, I saw her on the street. She's a tiny little woman, magnificently beautiful in her late 80s. I mean, she was – or whatever age she was. She was gorgeous. And then we had – what's his name? The black actor up the road from Mission Impossible. Oh, no. uh the one for Mission Impossible.
4: Mm. I don't then know. we
5: had a, oh, Richard Woodmark, that son uh, of a bitch. That was his bitch. next door neighbor. Oh, he was my next door neighbor. See how I forgot about Richard Woodmark? The a evil- good
8: neighbor or a bad neighbor, be honest.
5: Evilest man in the world.
4: <laughs>
5: the biggest, evilest man in the world.
4: <laughs> I see him on TV every day. He's in, he was in every movie back in the day. I, I had a big uh-huh. fight with him.
5: He, he was screaming at me from his bedroom window, and I was down in the court, and I was yelling up to him, and I said, listen. Dan Duryea, I called him Dan Duryea deliberately because that was his thing. They got Dan Duryea because he was like a Richard Woodmark lookalike, an actor alike, to keep Richard in tow. They used to do that back then, get a wow. lookalike and wa-
4: threaten you with Yeah, it. so if you weren't behaving, they would have somebody to replace Richard you with. Richard <laughs>
5: Woodmark was a lousy, nasty drunk who was abusive to my daughter, Deirdre. He tortured her, and guess who else? Oh. Angelina Jolie, Angie Voigt lived on Roxbury around the corner. And my daughter, Deirdre, was best friends with Angie. They went to school together. And Angie used to play in my house and swim in our pool. Okay? And he'd be out that window, shut those kids up, shut oh, those no. Oh, uh, yes. No. Oh, yeah. And I'd say to him, have another drink. Drop dead, you motherfucker. I mean, I would go. <laughs> so Angelina Jolie or Angie Voight used to hear that language. She loved it. She used to smile and laugh. But Call me by my real name, not my stage name, and say, oh, that's funny. But, <laughs> oh, oh, my God, how I hated him. When I heard he died, I smiled. That wasn't nice. I don't give a <laughs> shit. You
8: know, some people earn that. Some but, people earn that without a doubt.
5: You live next door to him, how he tortured me. Our, our garages were such that if I got out of my my car, came out first, he couldn't come out of his. He'd blow that horn crazy give me a minute to get my car out of the way he he was just an impossible lunatic
4: wow Uh, let's talk a little bit okay first of all let's say, say congratulations on a great career so far it seems to be getting better every day you've been on almost every major television show of the last ten years, I mean, like every show, like every show you're on, and whether you're only on once or you're on a bunch of times, um, I'm gonna just, just so people have an idea of some of the shows, and this is just some <laughs> of them because there's so many I can't write them all down. I sure. wrote down the ones I, I wrote down the ones I like because I like to brag for you a little bit. So, Criminal Minds, Scandal, Franklin and Bash, Grimm, Shark, Cotton, Cleveland, CSI New York, Ugly Betty, jo- Joan of Arcadia, Boston Legal, my favorite, Burn Notice, which I was on, Big Love, Grey's Anatomy, Hawaii Five O, Desperate Housewives, Private Practice, and then I made a list of people who I thought was impressive that you've like worked with. Um, uh, Diane Lane, John Cusack, Christopher Plummer, Elizabeth Perkins, Max Gale, Ted McGinley, Randall Battenkoff, who's been on our show, Bob Gunton, who's been on our show, Lin Shay, who's been on our show, Betty White, Bill Paxton, Meyer, which I love from Clueless, uh, yeah. James Denton, Nathan Fillion, who I had breakfast with one time, really nice guy. Malcolm McDowell. Nice McDaniel, guy. Malcolm McDowell, who's been on our show. John Lindstrom, who's been on our show. Jonathan Banks, Bob Odenkirk, Michael McKean, and Ted Levine. And, and some of those names are the ones that are coming into your Better Call Saul. But but uh, is there anybody that you have not worked with that you think, oh, my God, I'd really like to work with this person because you before with that,
5: I want to ask you a question so we don't lose this. How did yeah. you fall madly in love with Diane Lane? Oh,
8: you know, I'm so shimmering, concerned. ethereal, that, that, that whole thing of, you know uh, – I might be a good actor, and I'm very lucky I know that, Um, but I'm not a star. I don't have that thing because I've been around people who have that thing. Diane Lane has that thing in spades. She walked onto the set, and it uh, it wasn't a diva, you owe me this at all. She couldn't have been more down to earth and more sweet, but when she walked onto the set, literally, people just stopped. And he watched her walk on, and it's like everybody wanted to get her a cup of coffee. Everybody wanted to make sure that she was okay. And all she was doing was just being herself. And she sat down across from me, uh, because we had this scene where I'm I'm, I'm wearing a toupee and, and I'm a blind date, and uh, and I'm supposed to sit there across from her. She sits down. And honest to God, it's that moment where I'm just like, oh, whatever I need to do to have you look at me, I will do it. If I need to kill somebody,
6: just <laughs> name who.
8: And that was amazing. She was gorgeous. She was ethereal. She was shining. We did our scene. She was gracious. Her laugh was, you know, like that of the gods. And then she swooped in and gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And then she was gone. And and my life was less because of it.
5: (laughs) I mean, she is absolutely phenomenally beautiful, sweet, and tender. And she's an actress, and she's like seven or eight years old. So she knows Hollywood well. And I don't think she's a diva. I just think she owns it. There's a difference.
8: Oh, no. I mean, she's a real. I mean, she's just a natural beauty, but man, she's got she got the work ethic too. She know, she knows how to deliver the goods. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the sexiest thing in the world. You know, that's like Jessica Lange is a great picture. There's no oh, doubt about it. man, she's got she's got the stuff too, and that's what really turns you on.
4: Uh, John Lindstrom was in that movie too. Do you know John Lindstrom? We love John. I um, do not. Oh, he was also meet on General him. Hospital. Now he's on it now, and One his of wife be- is like an Emmy winning. We love her too. Emmy winning actress, and he was also in. Uh, he's been in a lot. Anyway, you should look him up because he. A lot of the people he's worked with, you've worked with, because like, your IMDb is like kind of like cr- cross. I, I,
5: I really want to get Diane Ladd on our show. Lane, when uh, I know, I know, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> he knows Di-
4: Diane Ladd, too. I know so. Diane. I know L- Diane Ladd.
5: I know Diane. The last time I saw Diane Ladd was at Shelley Winters' 85th birthday. When okay, they,
8: well, I can't I can't top
5: that. <laughs> Shelley in Shelly's garden. So let's let's and, go. On. I, well guess what? And Jane Russell was my date. How many men can say they had a date with Jane Russell to go to Shelley Winters? Not you many. Not you might men. be the only one. So And now, you know what they excuse me you know what they did to us when we were there? The the press was there because everybody and their mother was there that Shelly ever worked with. It was star studded. And the press asked me, What's my name? and I said, Ron Russell. They said, Oh, you're Jane's son. I said, Don't let her hear that. So, uh, are you a husband? I said, yeah, I'm Jane Russell's husband. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions
4: apply. See website for details.
5: Jane, you know, and they asked if I said, "Don't let her hear
4: that." <laughs> so, wow. So- so you uh, – somehow now – did you – okay, so let's go – I want to talk about Better Call Saul because we only have 10 minutes left. Okay, so Better Call oh, he's Saul. He's a good interview. Um, I want more of you. Well, you should have came on earlier. No, we're good. He didn't. He came on earlier than normal too. How, how fast do we – does this interview going? This is going, going? very fast. Well, we've been on the I'm air. air sure. I,
8: hate to, I hate to break it to you. You and I talk an
5: awful lot. <laughs> that makes us so wonderful. You're so both on good now. looking okay, hang on, and hang we on. talk.
4: You're handsome. Okay, I'm so handsome first of all, I have talk. to say too like – okay, um. Uh, I, I love Breaking Bad. Um, I watched all of Breaking Bad. I didn't watch Better Call Saul. I just started it the other day. Um, I love it. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Better Call Saul is like basically one of the hottest shows on television right now. I, there's two seasons that are finished. I don't know. When does the third season start?
8: It so- won't start until next year, but our second season also we got nominated for seven Emmys, including Best Drama. So that comes up on September 18th. Uh, so we're you know we're thrilled with that kind of accolades without a doubt, and we're really glad that the viewers have tuned in.
4: And you have 40, the, the show has 42 nominations and 10 wins before that already, like, that it's well, one... Well, Breaking
8: of, Bad does, yes.
4: Um, no, so does Better Calls, this was, I got it off of Better Calls, not 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 Emmys, but like nominations of all these different great awards. Oh, yes,
8: oh, yeah, there's been there's loads of awards and stuff like that, it's been really, it's been a crazy ride, you know, I've been around for a long time, and you know, it's, uh, as you can see, you know, I've, I've been a working stiff, which is great, I got no complaints about that, uh, and I've watched, like, as the person to my left and the person to my right, all of a sudden, you know, got on friends, became ER, and all that sort of thing. Because it happens. If you stick around long enough, people are going to matriculate and, you know, go to the crazy land. And, uh, and I've been very fortunate and lucky to sort of just keep poking along. And then all of a sudden, this show comes along, and um, I had not seen Breaking Bad. That was sort of the dirty secret. I auditioned for this without having seen Breaking Bad because, well, my, my wife was pregnant with our child, our first child. Um, uh, about 9 months when breaking bad first came on. So we watched the pilot together and at the end of the pilot my wife turns to me and she goes, "Uh yeah, I'm I'm not on board with this one." <laughs> so we stopped watching it. And then we had a second child. So I got really good at Cliff of the big red dog. Wait,
4: wait, then it became one of the biggest shows like in the last 10 years, one of the biggest shows, that won every fucking award you could win.
8: <laughs> Didn't didn't watch it, didn't watch it, didn't watch the penultimate one, didn't watch the final season. We were raising kids. I was watching Jake and the Neverland Pirates and Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> so then I get this audition for Better Call Saul, and I had no pre-knowledge, which I think ultimately was good. So I went in sort of blind to exactly what this deal was. And, uh, you know, just lucky for me, I happened, the, I happened to be the answer to the question I had asked across the table after all these years, and it happened to be with those guys, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould and that brain trust, so I got lucky. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, and then when the show finally was premiered, that's when all of a sudden I got nervous because when the press started up, I was like, oh shit, there's a lot riding on this. I mean, those guys basically took their winnings from Breaking Bad and shoved them all back in the middle of the table and said, let it ride, which I think is just a giant ballsy move, uh, you know. And I, I'm and I'm glad they did. It's been a great ride for the first two years, and I you know I hope. Uh, You know, here's here's to, you know, no bullets in my character's head this season. You
5: know what I'm saying? So, so hang uh, on, Patrick, we're moving back to California as soon as we sell our home and I'm bringing back my show. Set the record straight. I'd like to interview you on that show. It's in studio. You know, you and I will be in the studio. It's filmed professionally. It's done like (laughs) real TV come because, you know, a lot of people and you're willing to talk. (laughs) <laughs> People say to me, Ron, how do you know all these celebrities? And I say, why? Because I started at 19 years old and <sighs> i business 54 years. He's 76. 76. So when you're... F-
8: it's a good look at 76. Thank yeah. you
5: very much. So are you. Not 76, but good look. <laughs> so when you are living in Hollywood and your mom's an actress, you know, and your brother-in-law's a movie producer, you, you sort of get involved with it very young and you meet all these people so I want to make this next show about stories people I want celebrities to come on and tell stories because there are so many wonderful Mae West stories or Marilyn Monroe stories that Jane Russell told me that nobody knows about I'd like to get that all on film and I know that you could help me do that with stories and a lot of actors and actresses like you because kids today you know one kid I said I was doing a thing in a college, you know, a, a speech, or a lecture, and he's dead looking. I said, I was talking about Barbara Streisand. I said, Do you know who Barbara Streisand is? He said, I heard of her. And oh. I just think it's pathetic that so many great stars, like Jane Russell, who was my buddy, I say to people, Do you know who Jane Russell is? Mm, no, not really. Do you ever see gentlemen prefer blondes with Marilyn Monroe? Oh, yes. Well, she's the brunette. Now Jane Russell was one of the most famous women in the in Hollywood ever.
8: I had her poster on my wall in college. There okay, so there
5: you go. Who didn't? She was the most beautiful woman in the world at one time. And great talent. So I know that you've got good stories.
8: I'd and- love to come on and chat. Are you kidding me? Although the show's gonna have to be four and a half hours long, you know that.
4: I'm, I listen, people will it's listen. Okay. I you fa- can clip it up into a bunch of Patrick, little pa-
5: Patrick, <laughs> listen, I, I tell Jimmy all the time, Jimmy, I love what you do on our show, bringing out the movies and stuff that they do. But people like to hear just a little bit of that. The moment you get into their private lives or they tell stories about other stars, you've got a hit interview, and it's true. Every interview that I've been doing, I mean, I've been doing interviews now forever. When I do it, the commercial, it sucks. It just, it's like, okay, so tell me now, what's your Twitter, what's your twatter, what's your this, what's your that? You know, it's boring. But the minute we get into personal stuff about you and Diane, your interview just blossomed open to a beautiful thing. Because you're giving the world something they don't know and they can't read in, in, a, in a paper. So I'm going to put you on my list and I will be calling okay, you. Well,
4: he'll be coming to our house anyway for dinner party. And yeah. That, well, With you, his you, wife. Where,
5: you, where are you, L.A.? Yeah, 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 Oh, I don't know. That's, the I, Valley.
8: Well, uh, I have two kids. We were living in, a house in Silver Lake, and then we, we, had one, we had one kid, and we were in Silver Lake, and uh, and it was like all the cool kids in Silver Lake with the beards and whatnot. They were like, hey, that's cool. You've got a condom. That happens. But then we had a second kid, and then they knocked on the door, and they said, hey, it looks like you're deliberately trying to have a family. You need to move to the Valley. So we did.
5: <laughs> so uh, don't say where you live in the Valley, because we don't give out where we live. Um, but Silver Lake... We have another guest on that was Silver. So, I have to go fast. They're telling me
4: I have stuff to talk about. Okay, we four you, well, then,
5: let's just do a little bit of this, and you can have no, the rest. No, we have been doing show.
4: it. We have three minutes left.
5: Oh shit! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then, I would live in Silver Lake in a minute because of the 1920s homes that are up there.
8: It's 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 the best place. Plus, the rolling hills makes you feel like you're hidden away, and then that beautiful reservoir reveals
5: itself. And that used to be a bad <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> that was a drug neighborhood oh,
8: it, was a it, was a it was a shooting gallery Echo Park is still sketchy
5: it was all illegal people I don't know Mexicans or whatever they were that came in that were dealing drugs, shooting each other it was a very violent place Silver Lake now I understand it's regentrifying itself it's regentrifying.
8: wine bars are showing up but the, you know the 13th, the 13th street gang still likes the tank so don't worry the old, the, old, the old homes still
5: there homes are still in the millions of dollars right there's no homes up there for less you than- know
8: out here. It's stupid out here. It's stupid all over the nation. It's particularly stupid in Los
5: Angeles for homes. Absolutely all
4: right. All right, go anyway. back real quick. I've got three. I've got like four minutes. Take so. it away, Jimmy. So you've got Better Call Saul. It's the hottest show on TV. You play Harry uh, Howard yeah, Hamlin. Howard is. Hamlin. I don't know why I was thinking Harry Hamlin, the, the actor. Howard Hamlin. First of all, I have to say you look great in a suit because I just started. I just started watching it, so I'm only. Uh, I haven't gotten to season two yet. I'm almost. Well, he's at handsome season
5: two. with a beautiful smile. Nice teeth. Well,
8: thank you, Robert. I have a uh, shout out to Jennifer. <laughs> the wardrobe designer on that show. She, she's got those certain suits. They're, they're tailor-made and uh, I'm, I might be a good actor but I tell you what, I put on that suit of clothes. It's like a night and shining armor. I throw that on, half my work's already done for me.
4: So when you go out, do people like recognize you? Because I mean, now you're, you know, it's one thing when you do cameos on a bunch of shows where people might see you and might recognize you, but now you're like a major player on like a major, major, major popular show. Like, do when you walk out, do people know who you are and do they bother you and stuff? Like with your when you're with your family? People do know me,
8: and they know me more as Howard Cannon now. But um, people watch TV differently, so people haven't seen the second season of Better Call Saul. I imagine in about four years. I'll be more recognizable because at that point, it would, have, it would have infiltrated. For the last 15 years, I've pretty much gotten that thing of like, hey, do don't, I know
2: you? Don't we
8: go to high school together? <laughs> airports. Airports were always the thing for me. I'd go walking through airports and people were compelled to stop me because they, they really thought they knew me. And so then I'd be forced to... Um, Stand there and like run down my resume, which sometimes would be very embarrassing because they would go like, do I know you? And I'm like, well, no, actually, I actually, I'm an actor on TV. And they go, oh, what do I know you from? And I would go like, I'm uh, from this show. And they go, nope, that's not it. And now we're locked in the game of I To go through my entire fucking resume so you can be (laughs) as to what it was. And I can guarantee you, it's always like the 10th or 15th thing. Or it's like an episode of Star Trek from 1994. I'm like, oh, fuck, I was on that for two minutes, you know.
5: (laughs) I I tell this story so often and I don't really give a shit because it's the funniest story in the world. Betty Davis and I were having lunch at La Moustache in Hollywood years ago. And nobody recognized. I'm Melrose, right. Nobody recognized Betty because she had a sailor hat, no lipstick, and big sunglasses. Until she turned around and said, more coffee in that voice, you couldn't. All the gay guys, everybody got up. They came running over to our table. Oh, my God, it's Betty Davis, Betty Davis. Miss Davis, I adore you. I love you. And she turned around and said, of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. I'll never forget that. And I sat there hysterical laughing. And when we went out into her Jeep, uh, um, our Jeep, I said, uh, how could you say that to people? Of course you do. She said, well, they do. <laughs> adults, of course they
4: do. All right, we've got one minute. So so I- Jimmy, Jimmy,
8: anybody who does stop me, I'm always appreciative because, you know what, it's great to be known. It's great that somebody's watching the show that you're actually doing. And the fact that you remember you at all is uh, – You know, that's the coin of the realm. You know, uh, I don't get to have the life I get to have if people don't tune in and enjoy what I'm doing. There's no doubt about that.
4: So let me ask you another question. Whatever shirt that you liked, was it your size?
8: I didn't look at the size. I just I was just flicking through. It was on, it was on, it was on the Twitter feed, and it, was on, it went to eBay. It was, it was that white one with the black stripes, and it, had, it looked like it looked like a pile of skulls that were in, in the middle in a V sort of pattern.
4: See one in the Twitter feed. Find it your size. Find the picture and send it to me, and let me know, and we'll send it to you. Oh, that'd be awesome. a clothing designer, so I made I made all of those. They're all one of a kind made shirts. Of, made in America. I mean, I've dressed everybody. Elton John, Madonna, everything's like one of a kind. So if you and see Ron something Russell. in the feed you like, you know, I'll send it to you. You just got to take a picture in it. So I can like show everybody that this fantastic Patrick Fabian's wearing. You one say of You see, Patrick,
5: he's dressed Madonna, he's dressed Elton John, but Absolutely. he's dressed Ron Russell. <laughs>
4: But he's undressed. All right. All right, everybody. So listen up. Check out Patrick Fabian's website. It's patrickfabian.com. Follow him on Twitter at Patrick Fabian. We want to thank you for coming on the show. Anytime you have anything to promote, let me know. We'd love to bring you back. Congratulations on everything that you've done, and especially uh, for Better Call Saul, because it's such a great show. And and I think that. uh, it's, it's definitely you know, going to put you into the stratosphere of fantastic actors. We want to thank you again for coming on the show. and uh, We'll see you on Twitter, and anytime you need yeah. anything, let us know. We'll, I will.
8: Thank uh, you, guys. Ron, nice to meet you. I'll see you out in L.A. Hope you sell your house fast, and thank you, Dr. Jimmy.
5: And, and Patrick will be in touch about the show. Absolutely.
4: All right. Absolutely. Bye. bye, guys. Have a great bye. day. Everybody loves it in the chat room. It was a good interview. Chad, what do you
6: think? Very cool. Very cool. I love it.
4: It's cool. Everybody check out Better Call Saul. Saul do we, we it? A... Everybody check out Better Call Saul. It's uh, season one and 2 We're both on Netflix. So check them out. They're fantastic. And uh, if you're in Philly, make sure you go to the Hard Rock Cafe Friday night to see the Sharon Leah Band. Um, what were you say? I was gonna
5: say we gave you enough Hollywood gossip dirt, everybody, so let me know if you enjoy that. If you love it when we talk about secrets and, and rumors and scandals of
4: Hollywood celebrities, I like the he's run dress run run uh uh, <laughs> they like the fact that like I've undressed you. I've dressed oh, everybody fair. but I undressed you. Oh, that, yeah, well, that got the biggest yeah the that's biggest That
5: was the joke. Ha 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 ha. Of course right, they
4: everybody. do. We're gonna have a great show next week. Chad, thank you so much. Everybody in the chat room, thank you so much. Have a great, great week, everybody. Bye bye. Bye everybody. See you next week. We're just chilling. What are we
3: gonna be wearing? MC, you can't trust me, Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself the known as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. i on your wanna wanna be new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Star.
2: will dress
7: you right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?